Welcome back to Second and Short. It is Wednesday, October 18th, 2023. I'm sitting here with Colin, as per usual, and the AL and NLCS are well underway. We had an interesting weekend in the NFL, and there's no no more undefeated teams. The Eagles and the uh, 49ers both go down. No more undefeated teams. The 1972 Dolphins are safe. And a uh, few big games in college football caused uh, a couple of shifts in the rankings that we'll talk about. Um, but before we get into anything, of course, like, subscribe, comment, do everything. Everything that I tell you every single episode that shows that you are interacting with this podcast, do it. Follow everything. Like everything. Comment on everything. Do it. I don't even care what you say. Do whatever you feel, and um, I'm going to tell you how you feel. You feel great. You love this show, and you're going to show it. So um, let's get into the announcement. We uh, we posted a little teaser. Not much of a teaser. Just telling you we had an announcement, and um, it's a scheduling announcement. So uh, we will be trying out a new schedule for episodes. It will now go from Wednesday and Friday to Monday and Friday. So for now, no more Wednesday episodes. And I kind of thought of this more because I think it's going to really improve the listening experience. Um, You'll now be getting our just about instant reaction to all the games from the weekend, college football, NFL. Like We're going to be recording during Sunday night football, so you're going to get some live reactions to that. And, um, of course, MLB games that happen over the weekend as well. And I just felt that by Wednesday's episode, when we were doing this, everyone was very aware of what had already happened over the weekend. It, it felt like, you know, I already heard about this on, you know, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Why would I want to hear it again by Wednesday when I'm already kind of looking forward to Thursday night football and the start of the next week? So I, I think that, you know, improves it for the listener. And, um, it also gives me more time during the week to uh, try to make clips, potentially make some content outside of the podcast. So initially, this is going to be a trial run. Uh, we want you guys' feedback on this. So feel free to shoot us a DM um, on any of the social media platforms or you know, talk to us personally if you know us you know, in person. Um, just because you know, we want to get the idea of what you guys want. But you know, with this... We're just trying some things out, trying to see what you guys like better, what we like better, you know, keep a good balance. And um, we're, we're willing to move it back to Wednesdays if, if that needs to change. But for now, we're going to try this out for a couple of weeks, see what the people think, and then uh, go on from there. But I think this one is going to be pretty beneficial for the listeners. Um, all right, Colin, uh, anything you have to say about the announcement, anything about this new schedule that you like? Uh, I'm really excited. I think it's gonna it's gonna be awesome getting the live reactions from the weekend, and I think it's just gonna be you know helpful for the listeners. They will, like you said, they don't got to stack up the Wednesday and Friday episodes. You'll now have more of a longer pause. Yeah, I I think it's gonna work out well for really everybody in this situation, not just us, but you guys as well. So hopefully you guys enjoy those new this new uh, schedule and um. Yeah, just, you know, looking forward to the future of second and short. So, with that being said, we're going to be talking about NFL Week 6. Every single game. We're going to be talking about the MLB playoffs, which 
really just the NL and ALCS. I, I don't want to talk much about uh, Game 4 of the uh, NLDS, but we will bring it up. Not much, not in-depth, but we'll bring it up. Uh, and then College Football Week 7, AP poll, next week's best games, and we'll round it out with Stake Your Claim. Colin, it is time for NFL Week 6. How are we feeling? Going in, you know, after this weekend, what what's your, what's your initial thoughts on the entire weekend itself? Entire weekend was awesome. Yeah, a lot of upsets, a lot of just great games in general in college football and NFL, but specifically NFL. We're gonna break down some really piss poor games and then some some thrillers. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but there was a there was a theme this week: uh, injuries, low scoring games, <laughs> upsets. So I put together a little list of just some notable injuries from just the games this weekend. You had Lane Johnson, Kyron Williams, Trevor Lawrence, Christian McCaffrey, Justin Fields, Garrett Wilson, who returned to the game but also noted that the turf was garbage, in his own words. Uh, David Montgomery got hurt again. Ryan Tannehill got hurt. Damian Harris got hurt. That one was bad. Uh, You know, Initially, it looks like it's kind of turning around. It looks pretty good now. Um, but just everybody got hurt this week. It was crazy. Yeah, and that's just a small list because there, I there's, I think I saw about ten more yeah. people that left their game for at least half a quarter and would later return. Yeah, but no, it was. Let's just say it was a brutal, brutal weekend for fantasy football for oh, yeah. all of our users out there. Definitely. Whether you were on the side of injuries or the low-scoring games uh, or the upsets, honestly, all of those really factored into an interesting week for uh, fantasy owners all around. But let's start off with Thursday Night Football. The Kansas City Chiefs defeat the Denver Broncos 19-8. to Just uneventful is kind of the way to sum this one up. Yeah, like, granted, Mahomes threw for over 300 yards and looked like they kept driving down the field, but they just couldn't get in the end zone. Yeah. And then on the other side, Denver just doing what Denver does. Nothing. They suck. <laughs> they, <laughs> yeah. they suck. Yeah. I kind of thought Kansas City was going to come out a little bit better. I think Kelsey getting, you know, a little banged up uh, didn't help. He had like a huge first half, and then... Not much in the second half, really, from this offense in general. A great first half, not much going in the second half, but they got lucky that Denver is just ass. Yeah, I mean, Russell does what Russell does. Two picks, only one touchdown, only threw for 95 yards. That's crazy. On 13 completions. That is horrible. Yeah. I was happy to see Javante Williams back in the lineup, you know, 10 carries. 10 carries for 52 yards. I'll take that for first week back. Oh, yeah. That's great. And Cortland Sutton finally doing something, scoring a touchdown here. You know, the only guy with more than 16 yards on this team. Um, so, yeah. Off uh, a ridiculous catch. Yes. That was, that was oh, a yeah. nasty catch. Nasty. But I will, you know, give the props to the defense in this game on both sides. It was good defense. It, I'll, I'll give them that. Though the final score looks like you know, Iowa, Wisconsin from this weekend. Um, (laughs) It was, you know, a good defensive game, but just the offense, you know, for Denver being nothing and the Chiefs just not being as efficient 
as we're used to with the Chiefs offense. Yeah, I don't know. It was just it was just weird. You know, Mahomes just looked like he didn't really have it. Like he was the O line was fumbling for him. Yeah. Uh just from watching the game, because he's having to scramble a lot, having to do a bunch of check downs, but still Travis Kelsey with nine receptions for 124 yards is great. Oh yeah. But you would just like to see, you know, a playoff team every year drive down the field, get in the end zone for them to only score one touchdown. is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Harrison Butker had uh, his work cut out for him this week and he, <laughs> he stepped up to it four field goals, you know, one, one extra point, but still just a, a, a boring game. The Broncos still suck. Um, it looks like they're considering a change at defensive coordinator. Um, it's what I'm hearing. So could see something happen there, but, Otherwise, the Broncos suck. The Chiefs are just going to continue to skate by. They need to worry more about their offense than their defense right now. Yeah, I know. They need to put up points. They just yeah. held the Chiefs to 19 points. Yeah, but I think they're still I think they're still worried about that 70 points. <laughs> yeah, all right, listen. The Miami offense can honestly, I could say that they could put up 70 on anybody. No. That offense is so explosive. Yeah, but they've played other teams and they haven't put up 70. Yeah, but that's just, you know, a bad day for the Broncos. But you know what I mean? Like, they can they can score on any defense. Yeah, they can. For sure. But let's go across the pond. Ravens, 24. Titans, 16. At Tottenham Hotspur Stadium on that shitty-ass turf. Um, I We got to talk about Kyle Hamilton. That fucking hit. On Chris Moore. Oof. Good God. He he gave those Brits a taste of real football. <laughs> That's grown man football. Had me, had me shaking over here at USA. Yeah, dude. Kyle Hamilton fucking laying the hammer on Chris Moore. Got him ejected, which kind of sucks. Um, and, and rightfully so, I'd say. Yeah. I'd yeah. say he should have gotten ejected for that hit, but God 100%. damn. That would have been real fucking cool in like 2007. <laughs> <laughs> back when they would just let that let that go. Oh yeah, just be like clean hit. Yeah, and thinking of, and you know, speaking of guys that were good in 2007, which isn't the right time for him. But Jadavian Clowney has had a fantastic start to this year. Yeah, through six weeks, great. he has got 29 total pressures, and yeah. in 2022. The whole season, he had 29 pressures. He looks great with his new team. Yeah, I think... Changes. Yeah, I think just... Changes scenery really helps him. Yeah, the guys he's got around him with the Ravens are are a big factor in why he's been so effective because there's other guys to worry about on this team. A lot of other guys to worry about. And, um, yeah, he's just playing lights out. But when it comes down to what actually happened in this game, like, you know, Tannehill goes down with the injury... Not that he was having a great game, but Malik Willis came in and just kind of stunk it up. He wasn't very good. Um, Derrick Henry had a pretty good game. That wildcat formation direct snap for like 63 yards, I think. Yeah, 63. Crazy. Almost a touchdown on that one. And Lamar yeah. had a, a pretty Lamar outing. Uh, 223 passing yards, touchdown, and interception. And then he also had 13 carries for 62 yards. 
not surprising. That's a that's one hundred percent Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I mean he's got to since their RB one, you know, got hurt. Was it what was it week one of the season? Week one oh, of the season? Yeah, I think it was one or two. J.K. Dobbins going down, so he's you're not going to rely on Gus Edwards or Justice Hill. They suck. Yeah. So he's going to take the running game in his own hands. But yeah. The biggest, you know, like green flag for Baltimore is that they caught the ball. Yeah. I think only one drop this game. They caught the ball. And, you know, results in a win. Yeah. Mark Andrews had a great game. Four receptions, 69 yards. Uh, Zay Flowers, six receptions, 50 yards, and a touchdown. All their guys were doing their part in this game, and I like to see that from this team because we know the defense is great, but the offense kind of putting some things together definitely helps. Yeah, and it may also helps when you got Justin Tucker, who's six for six on field goals for the day. True. He uh, <laughs> he scored a lot of points. <laughs> Eight, 18 of their 24. Yeah, that's wild. But that hey, shouldn't rookie, happen. It shouldn't, but it's the Baltimore Ravens. and it's He also missed field. an extra point. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. So, but it's a it's a shitty stadium. Yeah, that turf is genuinely unplayable. But we don't yeah. we don't need to get into this discussion for like the fourth episode in a row. Um, um, so we'll move on. We'll bring it back to where real football is played. Atlanta, Georgia. The Commanders take the win twenty four sixteen over the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> I know you did not just say where real football is played in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. Come on now. We play real football. Yeah. But go ahead. Fuck Desmond Ritter. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. He tried to hide those three interceptions behind 307 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. He tried. It didn't work. Actually, two touchdowns, and they went to the two tight ends that I played in fantasy. So, shout out Johnny Smith and Kyle Pitts. That in-game pick in the end zone was just horrible. Yeah, that's a ball you just don't throw. Yeah, like, if if anything, overthrow the guy. But don't underthrow it and throw it right to the defender. Yeah. And, and like, I don't... Sorry to cut you off, but I don't understand how the commanders even scored 24 points. The field position that we were putting them in was absurd. Their drives started on our side of the field for two of the times they went down and scored a touchdown. Out of three. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah, like you can see because Sam Howell had three touchdowns, yet he only had 151 passing yards. 14 completions on 23 attempts. Yeah, and they only ran the ball for 72 yards as a team. Yeah, so they, like you said, they were getting great field position because Desmond Ritter was just making costly mistakes. Yeah, like when you look at it, the Commanders had a touchdown on a 52-yard drive. They had a touchdown that took 11 yards in three plays, uh, and they had a touchdown that took 27 yards. How? Three drives. I know two. And they didn't even cover the whole field. In three touchdown drives, they didn't cover the whole length of the field. Yeah, it was just ridiculous. Yeah, I I just I don't understand what we were doing here. Our defense did what we what they could. Like there's only so much you can do when you're just giving them great field position every time. Exactly. Like 
it's a wonder that they didn't give up more points. Yeah. Like, I've, it's crazy to me because we were stopping the run really well and we just kind of let them have their way. I don't get yeah, it. The, the screens were killing us that game. I know that. Yeah. Brian Robinson, Curtis Definitely. Samuel. Uh, but Terry McLaurin had a great game. Yeah. Six receptions on 81 yards. Yeah. Too bad. Too bad he couldn't reel in those other five targets. <laughs> um, I, I will say, like, Atlanta didn't play bad. This was probably Bijan's worst outing as a running back. Just couldn't get it going, which it's a hard defensive line to run up against. And yeah. I don't blame him. Like, Tyler Algier, not much better of a game, but, you know, putting up a little bit more yards with the same amount of carries. But the receiving game was great. Drake London, nine receptions, 125 yards is crazy. Kyle Pitts finally getting some action in the in and in the red zone. Brian Robin or sorry, Bijan Robinson had the 43 receiving yards, which kind of redeemed his game a little bit. Um, and then of course Mac Hollins and Johnny Smith kind of playing their roles for this team. But I I just I can't help but say that Taylor Heineke would not have won this game. Yeah, let him play against his old team. This was a winnable game for the Falcons if we had a competent quarterback. Absolutely. You are absolutely right. Yeah. So I feel like this game is the one where it should be like, okay, like this is when you figure this kind of shit out. Yeah, because, I mean, we're going to – our next game is against a team with a phenomenal defense. Yeah. The Bucs, that will eat Desmond Ritter alive. And when do we have a bye? Week 11? Yeah. I don't like that. I wish it was earlier so that they would have like two weeks to be like, okay, Taylor Heineke's a starter now. Yeah, I think it's right after our game with the Cardinals. Yeah, it is. Yeah, which I mean, our our next four games should be wins. Yeah. The thing is, is I, like we're not out of contention for the playoffs or anything at, at three no. and three. We're second in the NFC South, which, you know, that's, you know, whatever. But, like, we're not a bad team. There's good players on both sides of the ball. The issue is you can't do anything if your quarterback fucking sucks. Yeah. And if he's going to be the reason you're losing, because it's different if you have a bad quarterback, but other things are causing you to lose. If your quarterback is the reason you're losing football games, there's an easy answer. Replace him. Yeah, I mean, you picked up Heineke for a reason. Yeah. Try Why not try him out early in the season? If it doesn't work, go back to Ritter. Exactly. What's the point in committing to Desmond Ritter if we all know he's not a long-term option at this point? Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think there's a good chance we see Heineke against the Buccaneers. We have to win against the Buccaneers. Yeah. They're ahead of us in the division. If Ritter just comes out and plays piss poor... Why not start Heineke the second half? Yeah, I I want to see it. Uh, I already said that, you know, if we don't win two out of three in this Jags-Texans commander stretch, he should be benched. I'm, I'm sticking to it. We didn't win two out of three. He should be benched. He lost us that game against the commanders. He definitely lost us the game against the Jags. So He tried to lose against the uh, Texans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he, he tried to. But, um... Yeah, shout out Calais Campbell. Recorded his 100th career sack 
in, in honor of that accolade, he launched the 100 Sack Give Back initiative and is donating $100,000 to teachers in each of the four cities he's played in in his career. I like that. Yeah, so shout out Sam Howell for uh, helping out the teachers. <laughs> All right, I think that's enough for Falcons commanders. Yeah, uh, my head will explode if we continue. So <laughs> let's talk. Let's go to a much worse game. <laughs> Vikings nineteen, Bears thirteen. Um, <laughs> where do we even begin? Kirk Cousins isn't good. Is that? Yeah, I mean, let's start with Justin Fields. Okay, you know. Comes out, looks decent, and then gets hurt. Yeah. And then, was it Tyson? Badgent. Badgent? Yeah. Comes out and just, from div- oh my lord. Yeah. Division two, like, holds every record for a quarterback in Division two uh, out of Shepard. Um, <sighs> his dad, his dad is like a, like, 12 time arm wrestling world champion. Why is he in the NFL? I don't know, but his dad is a fucking psychopath. You're okay. telling me there's not Division One quarterbacks that could be here instead of Tyson? Dude holds a lot of records in D2. I mean, he might be better than some of the Division One. Uh, I don't think so. I don't well, know. this was this was his time to show why he deserves to be here. Scored a touchdown. He abs- absolutely fumbled. He ran a touchdown in. Yeah, but he fumbled. A costly fumble that resulted in a touchdown. Yeah, and he threw and a he pick. Threw a pick. <laughs> but like Justin Fields hasn't done anything different than that. Yeah, but <laughs> I I don't know, man. It's just I'm not gonna sit here and try and to like defend Tyson Badgett and say he should yeah. be the starting quarterback for the Bears, he, but he look, they're he gonna like work a, with him. He looked like a deer in headlights out there on that yeah. field. Didn't know what he was supposed to do. Um and yeah, Kirk Cousins is shit. Yeah. And so is Alexander Madison. Um, just hey. so inefficient. Yeah, but you know, I'll take it. Double-digit points in fantasy, so I'm not going to shit on them that much. Sure. They won the game. They did what they had to do, but really, they're just missing Justin Jefferson big time right yeah. now. I thought that, you know, with him out, they'd spread the ball a lot more. Um, no. No. They didn't. K.J. Osborne or T.J. Hawkinson? You get the ball yeah. or Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison or check down to Alexander Madison and Brandon Powell. Yeah, that's that was crazy to me how many receptions Alexander Madison got this game. Yeah, he should not be catching the ball that much. He got seven targets. Yeah, meanwhile, Cam Akers got one target and one carry. <laughs> that totally makes sense. Yeah, let's give up a draft pick for a guy that we're not going to use. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah, these I teams mean, suck, both of them. Kirk Cousins just couldn't hold on to the ball. Yeah, two fumbles, lost one of them. There's not really much else to talk about this game. No, uh, Daniel Hunter's still good. Yeah. Uh, so, do you think he's gonna be leaving the Vikings for trade deadline? Maybe. I've been I've been seeing some talks with how shit the Vikings are. He, yeah, he could be on the way be. out. Two sacks in this game. But yeah, I don't know, man. You know, two and four. Jefferson's not going to be back for a few weeks. They could drop. Lions are definitely taking yeah. that division. Let's, let's let's do the little thing where you look at the schedule. All right, next week loss versus the 49ers. Week after that, Packers. It's toss up. 
I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. I'm gonna check it down for a loss. Okay, loss to the Falcons. I'd say personally. It depends who's that QB. We'll yeah. see. Uh, I think either way they might lose. That run defense is not very good. I I think they can beat the Saints. Yes, I agree. That's gonna it's gonna be a game just like this Bears Vikings yeah. game, and so is the one the next week against the Broncos. <laughs> Dude, if they if they lose to the Broncos, that yeah, if they lose to the Broncos, they gotta like the owner has to sell the franchise. Like Kirk Cousins has got to be. When's the it trade up, right? deadline? Because we're we're just gonna go through this whole schedule, and it's gonna be like the playoffs, and we're gonna be like they should <laughs> trade everybody. Is it? I think it's in November. Is it November eighteenth? Uh, Halloween. So oh, right around October. the corner. Um. So they got before they've got okay our, uh, okay if they lose to the bear or no that's November fuck they got two games to figure it out yeah forty ers Packers they probably lose both of those then yeah. they're sitting at two and six I think that's when you blow it up yeah I think you start fire sale just yeah later. I think. Yeah. Okay. So if the Falcons don't want to start, don't want to start Taylor Heineke, should we trade for Kirk? Ooh. Ooh. I'm just saying. I know I'm saying that he sucks right now, but he just he just needs a different atmosphere to play. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Come on. Fuck it. Fuck it. Why not? Come on. Fuck it. I'm a Kirk Cousins fan again. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know that will benefit Kyle Pitts a lot because Kirk true. loves using his tight ends. Yeah, especially throwing to them on short routes on third and long. <laughs> loves doing yeah. that. Yeah, but he also loves targeting them in the end zone. True. That is and why not br- definitely true. Bring, bring Justin Jefferson with you. Okay, I don't know about that. We'd have to give <laughs> up a lot. By a lot, I All mean right. probably everything. Yeah. All right, you ready to ready to move on yeah, to yeah. Bengals Seahawks? Let's move on. Bengals 17, Seahawks 13, stinker. This whole Why week we... fucking sucked. <laughs> oh man. What Awful. happened here? Like G- Gino had a good game except he threw two picks and I just don't know what the fuck to think of this game cuz like Burrow comes out firing on that first drive. Jamar looked amazing on that first drive. And they didn't connect again. Targeted yeah. Jamar 13 times. He had six receptions. Horrible. How? How does that even happen? What's well, also crazy that DK didn't catch a ball until halfway through the second quarter. Yeah. Like, that's your wide receiver one. I, I just I know I know, I know Cincinnati's know. corners are not that good. No, they're not. No, I don't. But know. no, another piss poor game. I mean, Kenneth Walker, nineteen carries for sixty two yards. He's only averaging three point three yards a carry. Got a tud. Yeah, got a tud. But most like a quarter of his yards came from one run. Yeah. Well, if we're gonna talk shit about running backs, Joe Mixon just deserves to be shit on week after week. Yeah, that's why I didn't say anything because it's just the, that's the normal for him. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. Twelve carries, thirty-eight yards for uh, Mr. Mixon. Um, Tyler Boyd got a touchdown. Nice, cool. <laughs> yeah, it was. 
Oh, at first I thought T. Higgins was out, and then I just remember he sucks. Uh, two receptions, twenty yards for T. Higgins. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why Nathan starts him anymore. How the fuck is T. Higgins playing a football game and only getting four targets? Yeah, that's wild. You're telling me. Um, let's see. Yeah, Joe Mixon got more receptions than T. Higgins. Yeah, Jackson Smith and Jigba got more targets. What's crazy is that DK got 10 targets throughout that game and only (laughs) caught four of them. Yeah, that's tough. But there's literally nothing else to talk about with this game. Like, I guess, can the Bengals turn it around by the trade deadline? No. Make a couple of moves? They they need this bye week to... They're on bye this week. Yeah. They need to do some critical thinking on how to improve going forward if they want any chance. Yeah. Well, like they were in a you know a, a a pretty similar spot last year at Halloween, they were four and four after that Halloween loss against Cleveland. Yeah, but they were like their offense looked better than yes. what it does right now. Yeah, but like in that game, like in the games that they lost, they only put up twenty. 17, 17, 13. In the games they won, they put up 27, 27, 30, 35. But I do agree with you. The offense did look much better last year. Like, I don't I don't know what the issue is here. I think there's just... I, I think Burrow is trying to play through this injury, but also... It doesn't seem like he's that injured or he wouldn't play. Yeah, and I don't know. People are trying to be like, well, he's injured. Well, but then take him off the field. Yeah. Like, I, if you're still going to lose, why keep him on the field? Yeah, you know, let Jake Browning get a start. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> but no, this, uh, this, this is a good time for their bye week. Definitely. Let, let him rest a little bit. And then let's, you know, who they got the week after the buy. Let's take a look. Uh, they have, yikes, they have the 49ers. Yeah, they've got a gauntlet. I think it goes 49ers, Bills. Yeah, and then they had yeah. a hard, they got Texans and then Ravens. <laughs> it's not easy. That's what yeah, I'm saying. No, they got to play real good here and and see if they can split. The next two games. If they get a win over either the Bills or the 49ers, I'll say they're they're back. All right, and with that being said, let's move on. Yeah, to the Browns. Let's go! Yeah, a fantastic team, the Browns, uh, beats just some, some shitty-ass team, the 49ers. Um, yeah. The Browns win 19-17, 49ers' first regular season loss of the Brock Purdy era. Browns MVP goes to Jake Moody. Uh, yeah. Browns MVP goes to Miles Garrett. That dude was <laughs> fucking insane. He was out here throwing Trent Williams on the ground. Nobody does that. Yeah, he, he hurt him. He hurt yeah. Trent Williams. Yeah. This Browns defense has only given up 1,002 yards through five games. It's the fewest yeah. by an NFL team in over 50 years. Yeah, there's, there's just, like, no offense from the 49ers. Like, it was just... Yeah, well, like, McCaffrey got banged up after, like, he scored that first touchdown on that sick little shovel pass. They get it, but after that, like, nothing. 
Yeah, they lose McCaffrey, they lose Debo, they lose Trent Williams. Yeah. So when Trent Williams goes down, who who the fuck's guarding Miles Garrett? Exactly. And like, but Miles Garrett, like, he was just they were they were having to double team him, which was opening it up for some other people on team. And it's just, you know, a lot of QB pressures. Definitely. Like Miles Garrett had four pressures and two QB hits on that final drive. Like, that's a game changer because, you know, then Jake Moody has to come, kick the 41-yarder, ends up missing it. And, um, like, Fred Warner, after the game, said, like, the Browns earned it and we didn't. Uh, he said, I'd never put this on Moody at the end there. Uh, it's great we had an opportunity to win in that fashion, but we didn't earn it. Which I agree with. They played like shit. They did not deserve to win. The Browns deserved to win with that defensive effort. And also, we didn't even say... P.J. Walker was the fucking starting quarterback in this game. Yeah. yeah it wasn't Deshaun Watson. <laughs> it wasn't Dorian Thompson-Robinson. It was their QB3, yeah. P.J. Walker. The GOAT. And he didn't even throw a touchdown. Yeah. Or or have a touchdown at all. The, he the had two picks. king of the XFL. That's about it. But, no, I mean, Kareem, Kareem Hunt, Hunt had a good day. He's back. I mean, his his partner, Jerome Ford, had a great game, too. Yeah. So not Amari as good Cooper. as Amari Cooper. Damn. Yeah, 108 yards on four catches. Yeah. It's crazy. What? But no, Miles Garrett, P.J. Walker, Jake Moody. Headline of this game. <laughs> and I guess Amari Cooper. Because what, Jake Moody missed two field goals, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, he missed two. That's... That hurts, because he did he miss one going into half. I um, think it was. I I don't remember. I think it was going into half, and then because I didn't really watch this game, I was in the car ride home. Um, no, he missed it on the third drive of the game. That's brutal. Yeah, and then the Browns went and missed one as well. <laughs> which is crazy. Um, yeah, there's not much else to say about this game. Like, the 49ers look human. The Browns' defense is the best in the league. Yeah. I will I will ask you this. So, if McCaffrey misses their next game, how do you feel about Jordan Mason? I'm, I'm cool with Jordan Mason. He's a good running back. He's not Christian McCaffrey. So we're going to have to see a lot of Kittle. We're going to have to see a lot of Ayuk. And some guys are just going to have to step up, man, especially if Debo's also out. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to start seeing more Ray-Ray McLeod, Juwan Jennings. You're going to see a lot of heavy packages, a lot of Kyle Juszczyk as well. And probably some more Elijah Mitchell too. Yeah. But, no, I think Jordan Mason's like a really downhill runner, very yeah. powerful. Yeah. Um. I think will benefit, and it's a good partner to Elijah Mitchell, who can be a little bit more elusive. Yep. All right, well, let's keep rolling through. Dolphins 42, Panthers 21. Just what What else did we expect? The start of this game, it looked like it was all Panthers. It was. First first yeah. quarter, 14 nothing. <clears throat> but then the Dolphins come out and score 21 in the second while the Panthers score none. Yeah. Tough, tough scene. Tua just doing his thing. Three touchdowns. 
Um, Raheem Mostert doing a great job of uh, picking up the carries from Devin A. Chain. 17 carries, 115, two touchdowns. Just what the fuck? Like, what is the key to this run game for the Dolphins? Because I don't get it. I don't know, but dude, it's Raheem Mostert, Devin A. Chain, uh, Silvana Ahmed. Ahmed? Yeah, Silvana Ahmed. Like, like, it's either they're catching touchdowns or they're rushing touchdowns, but somehow every game, their running backs combined for at least three touchdowns. Yeah, and they also had three passing touchdowns. Tyreek Hill having a monster game. Six receptions, yeah. 163 yards and a touchdown. Waddle gets one on the board, 51 yards and a touchdown. Raheem Mostert, of course, gets a receiving touchdown as well, because why not? Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see because Ty- I remember Tyreek did leave the game. Yeah, I think with the I think it was a hamstring uh, injury, but did come back, but didn't look a hundred percent. Of course. Yeah, probably shouldn't have come back. Is what I'd say. No, but sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say on the Carolina side, like they're not that bad. Adam Thielen, man. Yeah, Adam Thielen's crazy. Like. Where was this on the Vikings? Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that Adam Thielen had 115 yards, and um, the rest of the team had like 100 total. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at the targets. Yeah. Adam Thielen had 13 targets. The next closest was DJ Chark was six. Yeah, and then nobody else had more than three. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But I will say Chuba Hubbard had a great day on the ground. Yeah, he did. He looked pretty good filling in for Miles Sanders, who's a little banged up and also sucks. Yeah, I think Chuba should just take over the RB1 spot. I think he probably should have been getting more carries the whole time because Miles Sanders has been so bad. And we even talked about it when it was Chuba and Dante Foreman. Yeah. Chuba is better than both of those running backs. And yet has still not been able to get the RB1 spot. Yeah, just getting kind of ignored there, but when he gets his chance, it seems like he always does a good job. Yeah, well, did you see the uh, fake punt for a first down that yeah. Johnny he- Johnny Hecker had? Johnny Hecker's a dog. <laughs> he is the best yeah. at, at, you know, fake punt, Pat. He, he's yeah. a QB at heart. Him and Pat McAfee. Yeah. Um, Frank Reich. The head coach of the Panthers is officially handing play calling duties over to his offensive coordinator, Thomas Brown, despite the Panthers being the highest scoring team in the NFC South. <laughs> That's how bad they are. Is it they have yeah. the most points scored <laughs> in the NFC South, and their coach just gave up play calling. Yeah, that's that's brutal. I mean, their defense is just struggling right now. Yeah, their defense is definitely struggling. Is J.C. Horn still out? Mm-hmm. He's gotcha. still out. Yeah. I mean, really, their top two playmakers, C.J. Anderson and Deion Jones, I would probably say right now. And then you got Brian Burns, who was, you know, he had one tackle for loss. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that Dolphins offensive line is great. So, you know, I can't really blame them. But let's move on to the next game. Jaguars 37, Colts 20. And the Colts just, they're so unlucky. <laughs> yeah. Like, Gardner Minshew had, had a good, oh, Gardner Minshew was the king of 300 passing yards and three picks. <laughs> He's very good at that. Um, but, like, he didn't have a bad game. Just a couple of picks killed him. Yeah. 
Yeah, the three picks. I mean, they're really missing Anthony Richardson. They had a great yeah. thing going with Richardson. Yeah, um, and they're going to miss him likely for the rest of the year. It, it looks yeah. like the surgery for uh, repairing his AC joint probably going to keep him out the remainder of the season. Yeah, I think Ursay came out and said that he wasn't going to play again. Yeah. Michael um, Pittman did have a good game just because Gardner was at quarterback. 109 just, for him on nine receptions. Just no run game yeah. for the Colts. And I think that's because Richardson's missing here. I think he, you know, the playbook for him opens the door for the run game a lot because he can run and, you know, the the, uh, the read option is always in play with him at quarterback and with Zach Moss and Jonathan Taylor. Like, you can make some some big plays with that tandem, but with Gardner Minshew, there's no threat of him running. Yeah, you know, Richardson really opens the door for more RPO options. Yeah, and Stuff sure. like that where Gardner Minshew, you're going to see a lot more shotgun um no running backs in the backfield, extra yeah. man on the line, um, stuff like that. For sure. But for Jacksonville, it was just a matter of kind of just getting it done. They're just doing what they needed to to win this game. Like Trevor Lawrence didn't have a, a phenomenal performance, two touchdowns, one interception, 181. But Travis Etienne having another great game, despite not getting the yards he got last week in London, 18 carries, 55 yards, but two touchdowns is great. And none of the receivers had an outstanding game, but Christian Kirk got 49 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, just an, an average day on offense for the, the Jaguars. And really, it's like that Atlanta Commanders game we talked about. Gardner Minshew was just putting him in prime position. So that's why we're not seeing the yardage come out. Yeah, yeah, like Jacksonville put up 37 points and they didn't even play that well. Yeah, <laughs> like they they scored the touchdown on the second drive of the game, and then they scored the uh, the touchdown after the fumble that the Colts had, and there's a bunch of punts back and forth, and then like the Colts make another mistake, Jaguars capitalize again with a touchdown, and it just seemed like that was how it went. It was like bad drive, Jaguars touchdown. Bad drives back and forth, interceptions back and forth, and then it was just capitalizing multiple times, especially there at the end, capitalizing on the mistakes, and the Jags just pull it out by a relatively wide margin for this week. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's just uh, it's going to be tough for the Colts going forward. Yeah. How much trust can you put in Gardner Minshew to lead this team? Because, you know, um, what is, what is it? where does that put the Colts in their division? Uh, uh they're second behind Jacksonville. Yeah. Can you trust Gardner Minshew to fight to get them to a division win? I don't know, because next week is a loss versus the Browns. There's no way they can put up enough points to beat them. Um, they could. I don't. I don't know. It's that's going to be an interesting game. That defense is just so good. Like if it's, if he was throwing three picks against the Jags, and and now his wide receivers are getting covered by Denzel Ward and Greg Newsom. How do you expect him to not throw three picks again? I think next week's game is going to come down to if Deshaun Watson's back. Maybe. Honestly. I just I think that defense is just good enough, no matter yeah, what. Is it is it at, is it in Cleveland or is uh, it in Indy? It's in Indy, but not a big you know trip between the two. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. That's going to be a game to watch. Yeah, good game to watch. There are two games before the deadline. Browns. 
and Saints, both at home, which is nice. Um, Two big opportunities for wins. Yeah. I don't think they will. At least they won't uh, won't win both. What do the Jags got? The Jags have... They have Saints-Steelers. Yeah, so probably a win versus Saints... Who knows Probably a against win the, Steelers. the Steelers? I don't know. I can't get a read on them. Steelers are weird, man. Yeah, I can't figure it out. But I don't know. We'll see. There's a lot of games to be played. The Jags don't have an easy schedule. Like 49ers, no, Texans, Bengals. You got the Ravens later. Not easy for them. And for Indy, not really that easy either. Um you know, they've got the Bucks, the Bengals, Steelers, Falcons, Texans. It's a little easier than the Jags. I'll give them yeah. that. But let's move on to the next one. Just great. another low scoring game. Yeah. Just right on par with the rest of the week. Texans twenty, Saints thirteen. Once again, not surprised. It does suck that CJ Stroud threw a pick. Um, that, that is annoying, but yeah, just boring. Derek Carr had a bunch of useless passing yards, 353 of them for a touchdown and an interception. Um, CJ Stroud didn't eclipse 200. Surprising. But I think that's his first time this year. I think so, but still had two touchdowns. Not that bad. Um, you know, can't, can't get mad at him for his performance here because you came out with the win. But, yeah, just inefficiency, again, for both of these teams. It's like Alvin Kamara, 19 carries, 68 yards. Devin Singletary, 12 carries, 58 yards. Damon Pierce is finally losing carries, 13 carries for 34 yards because he's been awful. Yeah, I think nothing's happening here. Like, I think the biggest thing with Alvin Kamara is uh, his effectiveness in the passing game. Yeah. Like he had eight targets as a running back and caught seven of them. That's ridiculous for a running back when you have Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, and Rashid Shahid. Yeah. Like, Shahid only caught two two passes, and he had six targets. Yeah. But, no, for, for Kamara to get, that's a lot of checkdowns. Yeah, like Kamara, Michael Thomas, and Taysom Hill all had an 8, and Olave had 10. How does Taysom Hill have 8 targets? I would love to never say his name again on this podcast. (laughs) I am a certified Taysom Hill hater. Didn't you start him one week last year in fantasy? Yeah, and you put up zero. Actually, every (laughs) single time I started him... In fantasy last year, he put up zero, and the and then also Pat Fryermuth fucked me plenty of times that year as well. But is there anything else you want to talk about with this game? Because it was a pretty shitty one. No, I mean, just CJ Stroud is still able to get the win when he has a bad game. I like yeah. that, and then I think so. They have a bye this week, and then they get Tank Dell back after that. I believe. Uh, yeah, so I think you're right. That, sh- that should bring that offense up a little bit, give them some more weapons. For sure. And then uh, next game, Raiders 21, 
Patriots 17. Who would have guessed the Patriots lost again? They fucking Mac- suck, dude. Mac Jones is ass. Mac Jones is horrible. Like, dude, figure it out. Like, like this man just can't get it done. And it doesn't help that they can't run the ball either. Ramondre Stevenson, 46 yards. Ezekiel Elliott, 34. They did both get a touchdown, which is a, a redeeming. I think they are both one-yard touchdown runs. Probably, but... I, I think this is Ramondre's best game of the season, now that I think about it. Yeah, it might be, yeah. <laughs> he did catch five passes as well. I don't know. This should, there's just no like offensive weapons no. on this New England team. Like you have a piss poor quarterback, you have no run game, and you don't even have a certified wide receiver one. Nope. You got Hunter Henry and Mike yeah, Gesicki. Who, who only had three targets yeah. this game. Same with Mike Gesicki. Also only had three targets, but Kendrick Bourne had eleven and ten receptions, which is crazy. <laughs> That's insane. That just doesn't make sense to me. Not at all. For the Raiders, though. Garoppolo goes down late in the game. Brian Hoyer comes in, which means that next week we're probably going to have to watch Tyson Badgett versus Brian Hoyer in Raiders oh. Bears. Oh no! <laughs> and you know the fucking that's a that's a matchup for football sickos. Hey, there's some people I, are going to love that game. I would go get Raiders defense if it's available. Out Actually, there. I just dropped them. Oh, Grayson. I dropped him. I didn't think about the fact that Fields wasn't playing. Max Crosby's about to have a field day. He had a field day in this one. Got the safety there to ice the game uh, yeah. at the end. And he also played every defensive snap yesterday for the third straight week. That is insane. Yeah. No other defensive lineman in the NFL this season has played 100% of defensive snaps in a single game. And he's done it three times. Yeah, that's. That's absurd. Yeah. But how does how does Devontae Adams only have five targets? <laughs> he looked like shit, dude. And one of his fucking targets ended up in him getting fucking run over and it turned into an interception. Yeah, but I mean he's he's your guy. But I guess Jacoby Myers is turning into that yeah. guy. If look, if they're all over him, gotta throw somewhere else. Yeah, but there's not really anything else to talk about this game. This game's no. pretty fucking pretty sucks. horrible. Yeah. So let's talk Rams and Cardinals. Move yeah. to the uh, what's the four twenty five slate there. Yes, sir. Rams twenty six, Cardinals nine. Um, Cardinals didn't Cooper. score a point in the second half. Cooper Cup is back. Yes, very much. And Kyron Williams looked great, and then he got hurt. Yeah, he looked great in the second half. Yeah, I mean, hundred and fifty eight yards and a touchdown. He had point four points going into <laughs> halftime. Hey, man. It's all part of the plan. And they brought it back. Yeah. What's crazy is that they don't use Kyron Williams in the passing game. No, not at all. Like, but no, uh, so next week, so I think Sean McVay said Kyron Williams is not going to play. Nope, he is not. Uh, And neither is Ronnie Rivers. Yep. So we're going to see rookie Zach Evans as starting running back for the Rams. And on my fantasy team. You picked him up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big Zach Evans guy. Coming out of Ole Miss, dude. Fucking Brock got me high on Zach Evans all last year. I remember. we were During yeah. 
last uh like the draft talk and everything yeah. we were all he was our one of our top rookies to watch this year yeah i i love zach evans he's awesome but yeah cooper cup is back uh pukunaku is useless Puka's washed question. <laughs> I mean, Puka's still got seven targets. That's two less than Cooper Cup. Yeah. Matthew Stafford really wasn't throwing the ball much with Kyron Williams being so successful in the second half. And like this offense was pretty bad for the whole first half all around. So with the success in the second half, a lot of it coming from Kyron Williams and Cooper Cup didn't really have much that he had to do. Yeah, I mean, whenever there's a game that Stafford only throws the ball 24 times. Yeah, you know they're running the ball pretty well. Yeah, so... And for the Cardinals, it was just a, a matter of the Rams just outplaying them, you know, in all aspects. This was, like, a pretty big domination here um, for the Rams. Like, yeah, Dobbs didn't make, like, a ton of mistakes. Like, yeah, he fumbled the ball once, got yeah, threw an interception, but just a bad game for Dobbs, a bad game in the run game, you know, really missing James Conner. Very yeah. obvious that they're really missing James Conner. Um, and then not having, you know, a, a stellar wide receiver also kind of hurt them. Yeah. I mean, they targeted their wide receiver one 11 times. Hollywood Brown. Too bad he only caught four of them. Yeah. And he was in Hollywood. Still couldn't get it done. I know that Rams defense just looked really good. Yeah. They're, they're very underrated. Going into the season, I did not think they'd be good. I hand up like <laughs> yeah. I thought they're they were gonna be shit. I mean, Ernest Jones, Byron Young, Jordan Fuller, Aaron Donald, all having great games. Aaron Donald yeah. had three tackles for loss, and yeah. two two of those QB hits. So, um, Jonah Williams, great game. Uh, Darion Kendrick, great game. Like it's they were just uh, all over Dobbs. Zach Van Valkenburg, great name. I don't know if he really <laughs> played well, but that's a sick ass name. Uh, he oh had one. God. He had he had one solo tackle. That's a great game. Doesn't even and Russ Yeast, dude. These are like fake names. <laughs> these guys don't uh, exist in the real world. Who the fuck is Christian Roseboom? <laughs> I actually uh, where the fuck? Did, okay, go on guess. Where did Christian Roseboom go to college? Uh, VCU. Nope, South Dakota State. Ah. Uh. Damn, I like Quentin Lake or Duke Shelley. It makes a lot of sense that Zach Van Valkenburg went to Iowa. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I could just see that on one of those jerseys. Yeah, these this this is just a great roster of names for their defense. Dude, yeah, they've got some names, dude. Not like names associated with anything, just names. Yeah. Like, what kind of names? Aaron Donald. Like, last yeah. name Donald is just That's wild. Enough. That's enough. He's going to kill you. <laughs> He's just going to break through the door right here. It's just yeah, like, what? The Kool-Aid, man. <laughs> Run through the wall. All right, but I know you're excited to talk about yes, this next Yes, I'm very fucking excited to talk about this so, Jets. I'm going to let you. Yeah, Jets 20, Eagles 14. First of all, before this game, fucking Aaron Rodgers is out here throwing a football already, walking around. I'm Uh-oh. hearing, yeah, he could make a return as soon as week 15. Is what I'm hearing. And, you know, Jets at three and three. That's not horrible. No. Zach Wilson gets him like, you know, four more wins in, in these next weeks, you know, up until week 15. Still a contender. Just, just doesn't help that Miami's five and one. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's still a wild card, man. Yeah. I mean, next week they got the Giants. That should be a win. They got a Chargers team that their defense is struggling right now. Yeah. We'll see, man. Raiders. This Jets huh? defense is insane. Also, this is the first time in Jets franchise history that they've beat the Eagles. That's crazy. Yeah. Now, uh, I believe the Texans are the only franchise in the NFL that has not beaten every single team at least once. Hmm. Yeah, I think the Texans have two of them. I think one of them's the Vikings, but I don't know the other one. Um, but the Jets were without Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed, Brandon Eccles, and Justin Hardy, and still did great. Craig James and Bryce Hall were the starting corners today. Or not today, Sunday. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, and then you had the brothers, Quentin and Quincy Williams, who both had a turnover in this game. Uh, Quentin had an interception, and Quincy had a, a FOMA recovery, which is weird. You'd think it'd be the other way around, considering Quincy's <laughs> a linebacker and Quentin's a defensive lineman. But the big thing here is that their grandma was in attendance, and they said that after the game that uh, the last time she was in attendance, they also did this. Kind of crazy. Got to get grandma to the game. I was about to say, grandma's about to be at every game from yeah. here on out. Yeah, grandma but Williams. Also, I wish she shout was at out. my games. Maybe I would have played better. <laughs> shout out Bryce Hall for getting a pick. I didn't know. Facts. Didn't Too know tough. Bryce Hall was a big uh, big football guy. Yeah. Isn't he supposed to do like bare knuckle boxing or some shit? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, dude. That Philly's, yeah. Philly defense was just... Ugly. Yeah, but I feel like the Jets' defense, you know, they figured something out about Jalen Hurts. Um, put pressure on him and he'll play bad. Yeah. Put yeah, your he got... defenders in front of their wide receivers <laughs> and he's going to throw a pick. Yeah, yeah. they did. Um, they, they learned that playing defense against the Eagles will make you win. Jalen Hurts got pressured 21, uh, got pressured on 21 of his 50 dropbacks in the loss and Hertz has a three and seven record in his 10 career starts when pressured at least 40% of his dropbacks. He's 25 and five when pressured on fewer than 40% of his dropbacks. Damn. So like I said, pressure him a lot and you'll win the game. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Cause AJ Brown still had a great yeah. game. Yeah. But look, the jets have just been humiliating good quarterbacks all year. Josh Allen in week one, Mahomes in, uh, what was that, week four? Yeah. And then uh, now Hurts this week combined, all of them against the Jets have a 64.6 completion percentage, um, 719 passing yards, three touchdowns, eight interceptions, whereas Zach Wilson against those three teams, 65.5% completion percentage, 571 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. So, Zach Wilson, confirmed. Better than Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Jalen Hurts combined. <laughs> yeah, and that's going to wrap up this podcast. <laughs> Thank you for listening, guys. You heard it here first. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, Brees Hall yeah. scored a touchdown to ice it, to, to get yeah. the victory. I mean, without that touchdown, Brees Hall was playing horrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, shit game for Breeds Hall outside of that. Well, 54 yeah. yards on five receptions. Pretty good. Yeah, but in the run game, there, there was no run game for the, yeah. for the Jets. Um, For the Eagles, though, it was like 
three picks for Hertz is crazy. Yeah, that's but you can always count on him to have a rushing touchdown. True. You know, um, every week. Devontae Smith, eleven targets, five receptions. DeAndre Great. Swift had ten targets. <laughs> Running back, ten targets. Yeah, he caught eight of them and it caught a touchdown. Yeah, but come on now. Yeah, like, Hertz was struggling, man. They had the pressure on him a lot. Yeah. But, hey, like you said, no more undefeated teams. Yep. Zero. Shout out Bryce Huff. One and a half said, sacks. You said Lane Johnson ended up leaving this game, right? Yeah. yeah so. I don't know if he left the game, but I know after the game he was hurt. I don't know if he left. Okay. Well, yeah, it's a rough showing for that Eagles O-line. Yeah. D-line still looks good. Hassan Reddick, two and a half sacks. Um, Josh Sweat got a sack. Jordan Davis split a sack. Milton Williams, Brandon Graham had a half sack. They, they look good. And they were all over Zach Wilson. Yeah. That's... No, did Jalen Carter just not do anything in this game? Did he not play? I think they just had him covered. Well, I guess, you know, you cover him, you can't cover Hassan Reddick, so... <laughs> That's fair enough. Um, all right. Anything else you want to add for this one? No, nah, this game was shit. All right. Let's get to uh, Lions 20, Buccaneers 6. The Lions are real, man. We talked about hey. it last week, but they're they're fucking good. Baker Mayfield sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when we were all like, maybe Baker found his place. <laughs> yeah, no. No, it was, a, it was a fluke. False alarm. He still sucks. Yep. He, he's still ass, and so is the run game. You know, you know who doesn't suck though? Jared Goff. Jared Goff is a god. He is the man, one of the best. The, the man is putting up MVP numbers right yeah, now. Yeah, thirty for forty-four, three fifty-three, and two touchdowns. No picks in this game. Just another fucking clinic. Though they didn't run the ball well with David Montgomery going down and Jameer Gibbs out. Craig Reynolds had a horrible game, but he delivered a crazy block. <laughs> for yeah, Amon Ra to score that touchdown <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> out of fucking nowhere. Laid it. Oh my god. He's going to be interesting because is Jameer Gibbs back next week? I think he's supposed to be. Because if Jameer Gibbs is out and Montgomery is out, Reynolds is your RB1. Yeah. So he's going to get a little bit more production than this game, of course. Because, you know, the, the Buccaneers just have a great run D. Yeah. So, of course, they're going to stop the run. But is this uh, Jameson Williams' first game back, right? Uh, I believe so, yes. Hey. Not bad. No, not at all. That 45-yard touchdown was nice. Yeah. And Amon Ra, of course, had a fantastic game. Yeah, you know, you know what's not nice is that my tight end had 11 targets but only caught the ball four times. Hey, I want to shout out Sam Laporta, though. He is the best pass block grade of any rookie regardless of position. Dude, he's, he's phenomenal. <laughs> he's literally better at pass blocking than all of those offensive linemen that got picked in the first round. <laughs> yeah, dude, Sam Laporta's good. Yeah. He's legit. And he also has the highest run block grade of any tight end or any rookie tight end. But his route running is also phenomenal. Yeah, he's been so good. Like he has. Like yeah, it's tough. Eleven targets, only four receptions. But the amount of great games he's already had this season, uh, it's not a problem when you have one of those. This defense continues to be fantastic. 
just stopping the Buccaneers in every aspect perfectly. Yeah. Only only one sack, though. That was the thing yeah. that amazed me. Like, they were pressuring, but then again, like, Tampa does have, like, a couple of good offensive linemen despite half of them getting hurt every single year. Um, like, Alex Anzalone had a great game again. He looks amazing. Um, Jack Campbell looks great, the rookie. Everybody wondered why he got picked in the first round because he just contributes know. week by week. And, of course, you know, the rest of the guys just putting pressure, man. Yeah, I'm excited for uh, when Brian Branch comes back. Yeah. Because he just adds just another check mark to this defense. Definitely. But yeah, another 5-1, and one, man. They're, they're going to win Detroit this division. Lions. Detroit Lions look good. Yeah, they're winning the NFC North 100%. Yeah, and we'll see. They got the Ravens next week. Then they got the Raiders, the Chargers, and then Bears, Packers, Saints, Bears, Broncos, Vikings, Cowboys, Vikings. Yeah, me and Luke went through the schedule on Friday's episode. It is so easy. Yeah. like, like the, the Ra- Ra- Realistically, Ravens- nobody is beating them. Yeah, Ravens and Chargers, I think, will give them the the biggest run for yeah. their money. And maybe the Cowboys, if they can get some uh, defense players back healthy. Yeah. But uh, other than that, man, it's it's going to be a walk in the park. Yeah, I, I think Detroit's got a fantastic chance to be one of the best teams in the NFC, maybe the NFL this year. Yeah, like they're definitely front runners. Yeah, like right now they, they sit with – the Eagles and the 49ers and the Dolphins at five and one. Little, little Detroit and the Dolphins Chiefs. Super Bowl. Detroit yeah. Miami Super Bowl. That'd be a sick Super Bowl, honestly. Would. I would I would enjoy watching that. Definitely. But let's move on to Sunday. Or sorry, I have a couple of stats about the Lions. Uh fourth time in franchise history that the Lions have not allowed an opponent to gain a hundred rushing yards in any of the first six games of a season. Oof. The last time they did it, though, uh, 1932, before that, 1931, and before that, 1930. So they had one hell of a defense in the first three years to, of the 30s. I was going to say, they did it three years in a row. And yeah. Then... The Great Long Depression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, they've also won seven of their last eight road games and are 13-3 and three in their last 16 games overall. Something's clicking over there in Detroit. Yeah, Dan Campbell biting kneecaps. <laughs> All right, I'm Sunday not... night. Oh, God. <laughs> Sunday night football. Bills, <laughs> Bills 14, Jets 9. Just a shitter. The Bills didn't score until the fourth quarter. Yeah, like I, I think to just to start the game, the Bills, or sorry, the Giants knew this was not going to go well when you literally signed Justin Pugh out of retirement to come back and play for you. And his intro for Sunday Night Football, he says, Justin Pugh, straight off the couch. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, come on. (laughs) And, like, what the fuck were the refs doing in this game? Why were they even there? Bro, flags everywhere. The roughing the passer call was fucking bullshit. Yes. Bobby Okereke just ran into Josh Allen as Josh Allen released the ball. And because Josh Allen left the ground when he went to throw, he fell to the ground when Bobby hit him. It's crazy. It is ridiculous. But, dude, off the first drive, it looked like the buff, that, that Buffalo was going to just take over this game. Yeah. And then you know, they're, hit, 
they're hitting digs for like four catches on the yeah. first drive. And then, then Tyrod Taylor ultimately passed for more yards than Josh Allen. That is absurd. <laughs> All right, so here. My I had a buddy and he put in a, a little parlay. He doesn't live in Georgia, so it's good. Uh let's see. He had Oh yeah, line was Tua more passing yards than Bryce Young. Raheem Mostert more rushing yards than Chuba Hubbard. Uh, Jalen Hurts for more passing yards than Zach Wilson. And Josh Allen for more passing yards than Tyrod Taylor. Sounds pretty solid line to me, right? Yeah. It was all it was all perfect until Sunday night. It's and tough, then from Tyrod Taylor, he looked good. Yeah. Give him that. He looked looked better than Daniel Jones. Probably right. <laughs> Saquon looked great. 24 carries, 93 yards. Uh, Darius Slayton had a pretty good game. Four receptions, 69 yards. James uh, Cook had a better game. Yeah. Uh, Damian carries. Harris got stretched off the field in the the weird ambulance. Yeah, it's like if it was if Demar Hamlin died, that ambulance is cool. He's on the bench <laughs> looking at an ambulance with his jersey on the back of it. That's weird. And it's not and like it's the ambulance because he got hurt in Cincinnati. Yeah, and that whole time they were just putting the camera on DeMar Hamlin. And I'm like, what are you? Yeah. Like, like stop. Crazy. <laughs> just like, weird. Yeah, but, you know, Damien Harris... He left the field, gave a thumbs up. Yeah. So hopefully everything's okay. Yeah. It seems like um, they're now just calling it a next sprain. So he should be all right. Uh, Stefan Diggs had a great game, though. 10 receptions, 100 yards. Very perfect. For OCD yeah. fans, that's a perfect stat line. Yeah. But, you know, for Bills fans, you'd like to see him catch those other six passes. That's fair. Too bad they were. Piss poor throws by yeah. your quarterback Josh Allen. And also, in what world is Gabe Davis's longest reception of the game nine yards? <laughs> right? <laughs> How the fuck does that happen? I don't think I've ever like, seen him catch a ball that's shorter than twenty. Yeah, usually he's your go route guy. Yeah. But now this this game was just awful. Like yeah. I hated watching it. The in like the last two plays of the game, the the they call the pass interference the first time. And then they don't call it the second time. How? How do they yeah, not call that, that one? Yeah, like that pass to Darren Waller was a pat. Like that was pass interference. All oh day. my god! Yeah, like he he couldn't move his other arm. Yeah, we just we learned the rules of football on Sunday night. Um, if you commit pass interference, then on the next play you're just allowed to do it, and they won't call it. <laughs> yeah, like they. I've never. I don't. You don't see it called two times in a row. Giants should have won this game. Yeah, they got robbed at the end. Yeah, like Darren Waller. Ah, dude, I'm sorry, man. That's that heartbreaking. That does suck. And it sucks for Tyrod Taylor too. Like coming off the bench, starting game, beating the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Sorry, Daniel Jones. You wouldn't have started another game this year. <laughs> I think they would force them to start him since they're paying him forty million dollars. <laughs> They'd be like, sir, we need you to transfer that money to Tyrod Taylor. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Too bad 
like half of the money's guaranteed we're like more than that yeah but yeah this game just sucked yeah it was ass um speaking of a, a shit game cowboys 20 chargers 17 monday night football um, dude this game was so nerve-wracking yeah it's fair for for you and uh me and nathan, nathan it was just yeah oh just Justin like, Herbert wanted to give me a I heart think attack. We all knew how this game was going to go when Dante Fowler punched Austin Eckler's helmet off before the game. <laughs> yeah, what the heck? Dude, that was ridiculous. Yeah, that one really set the tone. <laughs> Everyone was just playing angry after that. Yeah. I did learn something pretty interesting. So, like, the refs starting 100 minutes before kickoff, the refs are allowed to eject people and they can use video replay to do it. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. I don't know if they did eject anybody. I don't think they did. Um, I don't think so. But they're allowed to, and they're allowed to use replay to do it. To see who, like, initiated the fight yeah. or anything like that. That's that's crazy. That's crazy. What else? You know what else is crazy? 15 carries for 30 yards. Tony Pollard. <laughs> Hey, man, wow. six receptions for 80 yards is also crazy, considering 60 of them were on one of them. Yeah. Uh, did you ever watch that play? Did you go back and watch that no, play? No, I, I watched maybe five plays of this game. Like, he caught it, was getting tackled, and the def- the defenseman just threw him over <laughs> on the other side of him. He landed on his feet and took off. And Asante Samuel, like, chased after him like DK Metcalf and Buda Baker that one time and just oh tackled him. CD Lamb looked fucking amazing. Seven receptions, 117 yards. I'm sorry, but you gotta give him more targets if he's playing like that. Yeah, why is Michael Gallup getting ten targets, three receptions? Yeah. Like, also, what good game for Brandon Cooks. Yeah. Solid That's a great work. game. Great Doing game. Doing his job. But back to what I was saying, C.D. Lamb needs to get the ball more. Yeah. Like, like come on. You need to put down he Michael need, Gallup after that performance. He needs to be minimum 10 or 11 targets. Yeah, every game. Minimum. Every minimum. game. Minimum. Especially with your, when, you're, when you can't run the ball. Yeah. Throw the ball to C.D. Lamb. He didn't drop a pass. Yeah. But no, it was... Marquise Bell had a great game on defense. He did. Definitely. Like, watching that game, he was just... I think he had two of fourth down stops. Yeah. Against the Chargers. Yeah. Of course, Michael Parsons had a sack. The only sack, actually. Um, On the last drive. Yeah. Pretty big. You know, I was pissed. And then, uh, of course, they get the pick as well. Stephon Gilmore on the last drive. Um. The Chargers' defense, up until kind of like right there at the end, looked great. They sacked Dak five times. Um, they did he throw? No, he didn't throw a pick. But um, yeah, the five sacks were huge, and the offense just was not good enough. Like both these teams played much better defense than we've seen them play pretty recently, and just seemed like the offenses were dead. Yeah, I mean, Austin Eckler couldn't really get anything going in his first game back. Both teams just had great run defense. Justin Herbert, uh, you know, going in on the first drive looked amazing. Yeah, 
It looked like this was going to be a blowout for sure. Yeah. And then just couldn't get in the end zone. And, you know, I think they had like two or three fourth and inches that they just got stopped. Yeah. And also, one one was in the red zone. Yeah. Austin Eckler is like the least efficient running back ever. Yeah. Like week by week, 14 carries, 27 yards, 1.9 yards per carry. That's worse than Tony Pollard, 15 for 30. Yeah. Like awful. It's crazy. But, um, yeah, there was 20 penalties and 164 penalty yards combined between the two teams, and that uh, those penalty yards is more than the combined rushing yards from these two teams. Um, also, the Cowboys tried to run a tush-push. It, it yeah, failed. They, it sucked. <laughs> and after the it. game, Dak said, uh, they didn't push my tush enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yikes. Yeah. Oh. So... Someone's going to make that into a shirt. Yeah. Um, are the Chargers selling at the deadline? Who are they going to sell? Like, are they? I don't know. Probably nobody. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. All right. You know, I don't. I just don't see anybody that they could sell. Like, you're not going to get rid of Keenan Allen. Yeah. You're not going to get rid of Khalil Mack. I mean, uh... he just signed a big contract, didn't he? couple years ago. Uh, I don't know. I think Kerwin Matt. James? Nah, he ain't going nowhere. Asante Samuel? Too young. Still in his rookie deal. Let's see. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think anybody's leaving. I, I don't think anybody's leaving. <laughs> All right. Is that everything we've got for uh, NFL Week 6? I believe so. Just what a shit week for the NFL. Yeah, brutal. Brutal week. So, uh... Sock baseball. Um, I guess we can start by talking about the fucking NLDS game four. Colin, you uh, tell the story. All right. So, you know, game four, Phillies are up in the series two to one. You know, Braves have their ace on the mound, Spencer Strider, going up against Ranger Suarez, who the Braves just can't fucking beat. And the Braves lose three to one. That's the end. We can move on. Yeah, that's about it, I, I think. We don't have to talk about the bases loaded with, you know, two outs for Ronald Acuna. Uh, oh, dude. Where he hit it all the way to the wall in the seventh inning. Uh, we don't yeah. have to talk about Kevin Pillar not scoring in that situation on a passed ball. None of it. We don't have to talk it. about it at the end of the game. Guess what? When... Sorry, spring training, for all I know. <laughs> How many days till pitchers and catchers report? Yeah. What? Let's check real quick. Uh... But no, why Grayson's looking at that, I do just want to shout out two people. And one of them's going to kill me. But Nick Cassianos, you're one bad motherfucker. Yep. And I'm sorry, I just I got to do it, Grace. I got to shout out Bryce Harper. Oh, yeah. The dude, is, the dude is a postseason animal. Yeah. I've said on this podcast before, he's one of my favorite non-Braves players, except for when we're playing him. Yeah, but Castellanos and Bryce Harper is like one of the deadliest combos yeah. in, a, in, a, in a lineup. Okay, so uh, pitchers and catchers report February 13th, most likely. All right, so cool. I, I actually really want it to be that time because a week later, I'll be 21. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, please. championship series. Let's start yeah. in the AL since there's been two games now. 
Uh, Texas takes game one, 2-0. Jonah Heim driving in the first run for the ALCS uh, for the Rangers in a shutout victory. Jordan Montgomery, first pitcher in Rangers history with multiple scoreless postseason starts of six-plus innings in a career. And he's only played for them this year. Actually, he's only been there since the trade deadline. He's looked good. (laughs) And what's crazy is that when we first started talking about postseason in the Rangers, we talked about how we thought their pitching was going to be the one thing that cost them. Yeah, I thought the bullpen was going to be much worse than it actually is. I thought their starting rotation was just going to sell for him. Yeah, but now like, nobody had back experience. on the roster. I think he pitches tonight, right? I I think they're off. Is it Are is it tomorrow? Tonight? Yeah, it, it should be tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, it's D-backs Phillies tonight. You're good. But yeah, game one just went well, man. Houston just, I don't know what's up with them. Because like the pitching wasn't horrible in game one. Game two is a different story. Game one, not that bad. No, Verlander had a 1.42 ERA. Yeah. He looked just fine. Yeah, 6.2 innings, two earned runs, two walks, five Ks. There's not that much wrong with that. And Hector Neris and uh, Abreu came in, just kind of shut it down. But the two runs were enough, surprisingly, against this Houston team that just simply couldn't hit. Yeah, it's... Weird. I mean, one of your biggest factors, Jordan Alvarez, was hitless with three Ks. Yeah. Despite that, was, he's still one of the best players on this team right now. Is that lefty on lefty? I guess he just couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Yeah. Wait, you just say lefty on lefty? Justin Verlander is right-handed. Jordan Montgomery versus Jordan Alvarez. Oh shit! I, I'm out of. I'm losing it. <laughs> Come on, man! You got that. You got that Seattle hat on. It makes you go stupid. Yeah. Makes me forget that the Rangers and Astros exist. <laughs> well, they're they're still playing. The Braves are not, so they yeah, do exist. And neither are the Mariners. Yikes! All right, so game t- game two, Rangers Much Astros. Exciting. Much, yeah. Texas he- five, Houston four. So Texas is up two zero now, and uh, let's. St- I'm going to start with this. Adolfo Garcia got hit by a pitch, lost balance, and did a cartwheel. <laughs> I s- dude, that was so funny. So That's funny. awesome. Uh, Nathan Eovaldi is great. Other like he gave up three runs, but he still pitched a great game. Yeah, whenever a starter can go six innings in postseason, yeah, and have have the lead, yeah, you're, like he you're had, in good he shape. had no outs, bases loaded, and got out of it without giving up a run. Yeah, he'll be just fine. And he had nine Ks to add to his resume for that night. Yeah, Josh Spores shutting it down again. It was the yeah, it was yeah, the same, same three. three pitchers. The, it's those are the three guys that are pitching the best, so I don't blame them. They cannot pit, those three cannot pitch because if you let the Astros see them so many times, it's going to yeah. come back and bite you in the ass. Yeah, the only like, worrying part is Leclerc giving up yeah. two walks and pitching twenty four pitches. Yeah, but then I again, mean, got, he faced six batters, so it's not that you had bad. Ch- Chapman come in for two outs, give up a home run. Yeah. So mix it up a little bit in game three. You're going back home. Let's let some of the What's some homies, bitch? Yeah, Framber Valdez was abysmal. Uh, Stonehead, Stonehead always sucks. Hey, dumb, dumb, give me gum, gum. <laughs> Every time you say that, it gets me. Uh, yeah, two point two innings, seven hits, five runs, four earned runs, one walk, six strikeouts, and a home run, and uh, also a fielding error that gave up. A run. Yeah, the first. Let's run. just say this. 
Let's just say this. If I'm the Astros, I'm not pitching him for the rest of the postseason. You lose yeah, to the Twins. You lose to the Rangers. If he faces the Rangers again, you're probably going to lose. Yeah. Uh, Jonah Heim got fucked uh, on a strike call. He struck out on a horrible, non-refuelable foul tip into the glove where the catcher just trapped the ball in the ground. And they called him out. Stupid. Sounds like Atlanta Philly. To be honest. No, not really. That was a reviewable play, and there just wasn't enough evidence, and it was a catcher's interference. But whatever. No, um, I'm not talking. I'm not talking about that. Oh, okay. just balls and strikes in general. That's fair. Jordan uh, and Jose Abreu in the postseason in 46 at bats are batting 304, have 16 RBIs and nine home runs. While the rest of the Astros lineup combined in this postseason have 157 at bats, a 210 average. Eight RBIs and four home runs. These two players have double the rest of the lineup's RBIs. Yeah, Altuve's batting one sixty in the in the. Uh, does it restart per series? Right? Yeah. Or does it go throughout Our, the whole? Post-season? No, I think it's the whole postseason. So he's batting one sixty in the whole postseason. Yeah. That's horrible. <laughs> yeah, he sucks, dude. And Jeremy Pena, I think, has one extra base hit in the oh, entire postseason. Kyle Tucker is batting point zero nine one. <laughs> yeah, and only a two hundred on base percentage. Oh, good lord! <laughs> yeah, bad, just bad, brutal. So no, it's going to be interesting because they're going back to Arlington. Yeah, with a two zero lead, and let's see, it's best of seven, so it's first to win four. Yep. So. uh... I think Texas sweeps. Really? Yeah. I don't know how much trust I can put in Scherzer, though. When He hasn't pitched in a minute. Yeah, but we've seen him turn up in the playoffs before. I don't know. I just You, you can never count the Astros out. And who, who's going to pitch the next game for Houston? I, it's looking like John Gray. Or no. Javier? That's for, yeah, no, Javier's Wednesday against Scherzer. Yeah, it's Javier. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Javier Scherzer. Okay. Christian Javier has been good. Yeah. He he had a great game against the Twins. I'm surprised they didn't make him the number two. Yeah, I think they were just trying to keep the rotation the same. Well, Framber pitches better on the road. True. Than at home. Yeah. But no, I'm trying to it. see. Yeah, nothing's been determined for Game Four yet. Gosh. I would assume I would assume it's like John Gray. Oh, dude, who? Your uh, Jose Urquidy. Probably. That's not Jose... good. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not great. Actually, they'll they they can start Verlander. Yeah. So we might just see Verlander again for them, and if the Rangers are up three zero, throw whoever the fuck you want. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, anything else for the ALCS so far? Nah, I mean the Rangers look tough. Yeah, They're just, that, that just to kind of look ahead, like for this one, I, I just I don't see a world where the Rangers lose, man. Yeah, I mean let's see. So Wednesday starts Game Three. They're back home, and they play Thursday for Game Four. Yeah, like if needed, Friday Game Five. So they have the next three at home. So they can drop one, still win two, and win it at home. Yeah, they're they're allowed so, to lose one home game now, which is. Nice. I just don't think they will. 
Yeah, I don't either. I, I don't. I don't think they will. Yeah. So we might see the Rangers go back to the World Series here. Yeah, yeah, it'd be fucking crazy. Like they're right now, they haven't lost a game yet in the playoffs. Yeah, insane. Fine, yeah, they're about seven to break no. the record, I think, because um, they're at seven. The record is the 2014 Royals at eight, eight, eight games straight with no losses. So if they sweep, they break the record. Crazy. Yeah, that's insane that nobody's ever swept their way all the way to the World Series. Yeah, I mean, usually they're tougher matchups. Like you get the matchups like Braves Phillies, and it's well, I just... guess the Braves. No, the Braves in twenty twenty were uh, they won seven straight. Yeah, I think something like that. Twenty twenty one, maybe. No, because twenty twenty one we lost in the against the Brewers. Yeah, that's, that's right. Game. I was Whatever. trying to think. Doesn't matter. Yeah, but, who cares? Yeah, let's talk. Um, let's talk NLCS game one. Philly five, Arizona three. Arizona tried to make a comeback here, but yeah, just a, a schwar bomb to get it started. First pitch of the Bro, game off Zach Gallon. That crowd was going insane. Yeah, like that's the- all they need. You score yeah. one run in the first inning in front of that Philly crowd, you won the game. Yeah, like his post game interview, he was like, "Yeah, before the game started, the the crowd like they they weren't loud enough, so I figured I would just get a give give him a jump start." Yeah, and I'm like, "What? Insane. You can do that on command?" Yeah, and after that, it was just a walk in the parks, and you yeah. got Bryce Harper who homered. Yeah, and then ugh, birthday boy. Yeah, but Schwarber. Has now got the most postseason leadoff home runs in MLB history, with four. Damn, that's all time. Insane. Uh, yeah, Harper hit the solo shot on his birthday to make it two zero. Castellanos joined the party with a solo shot, make it three zero, and those three solo shots made their last ten runs scored by Philly all come from solo shots. Insane. That's what- so killed the Braves. It's just we yeah. kept giving up solo shots. shots. We, we, the Braves lived or died by the home run ball, and in the postseason they died from it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then Castellanos continues to go crazy, uh, getting his you know another multi home run game um, with another home run. Uh, he's now uh, one of two players with five home runs in a three game span in the postseason. Uh, it's him and a guy that they literally call Mr. October, Reggie Jackson. <laughs> That's good company to be in when it comes to the playoffs is being in a category where it's just you and the guy that is literally Mr. of the month they play postseason baseball. Yeah, it's hard not to root for uh, Nick Castellanos. Yeah, he, it is. Other than that, he's kind of a dick. Like He comes off as kind of a dick. Um, at least to opposing fans. He's actually a super nice guy. Yeah, yeah, he seems like he's a, a pretty nice guy. But, he looks like an asshole, I think, is yeah. his thing. I think it's the hair. Maybe. Hair really. I think it's but his no. whole face. But if we look at this this Phillies lineup so far in the postseason, Trey Turner, 500. Harper, yeah. 409. Uh, Real Muto two sixty nine, Castellanos three seventy, 
Brandon Marsh is batting 353. Yeah. In the postseason. And he is your eight hole. Not yeah, eight hole. Right? Who? Castellanos yeah. batting seventh. No, Brandon Marsh. Brandon oh, Marsh. Yeah, Brandon Marsh batting eighth. Yeah, like, why is Castellanos batting so far down in the lineup? Because they they let the top three in the lineup score, and then you can just let Bohm and Bohm get out. Stop might get on base. Romuto might get on base, and then you got Castellanos. Yeah, I mean Rojas is just platooning with Pache at this point. Yeah, and yeah, that's really about it. Schwarber. Up the average to 172 after that home run shot. Granted, that's all he was good for that game. Yeah, that's all he's good for every game is a home run. He also struck out. What a surprise. I think what's good for this Phillies offense is that they're putting the ball in play. Like, you're going up against Zach Gallen and you only strike out four times. Yeah, that's big. Like, that's huge. Yeah, battle of the Zachs here. Yeah, but Zach Wheeler fucking shoved. Yeah, until he started giving up those runs at the end. Yeah, I mean, the two-run shots at Perdomo is... Yeah. That was a wall scraper. Yeah, it was close. But, yeah, I mean, that Phillies, that Phillies bullpen is just... If if the Phillies get to their bullpen with the lead, it's going to be very hard to beat them. Yeah, like, I, I thought that, you know, looking back at game four, um, like, you know, you used Alvarado, you used, uh, you know, Kimbrell pretty early. Like, they used a lot of really good players really early, but Kimbrell comes back out and continues to pitch the next inning, and then that sets up Soto to come in, and then he keeps on pitching, and it's like, okay, these guys can stretch. That's that's the issue. Yeah. It's not just like they come in, they pitch one good inning, they're done. It's like somebody gets in a pinch, you can bring in a guy and trust that he can get through four outs. Yeah. So... They've got something, man. That That's the concerning part for the Rangers. If the Rangers make the World Series, let's say they play the Phillies. When you look at the two bullpens, let's say if it's a tie ball game going into the sixth or the seventh, how am I going to trust the Rangers to win that game? By the three guys who are pitching every game. Yeah, but you had fucking Chapman gave up a solo shot. And like LeClaire kind of struggled a little bit too. Yeah, and that was against the Astros. You can't even fucking hit right now. Ah, yeah, you're right. So I don't know. The Phillies are definitely, I think, are the best team and that are still alive right now. Oh yeah, by far. I think without a doubt, they're the favorites to win the whole thing. Yeah. Well, like but, we said, like that NLDS matchup was the decider of who's going to the World Series, especially in the NL. Like. I'm sorry, D-backs, man, you're just too young right now. They are. I, I, I think so. They're going to be good, just not right now. Like, they are, they're good right now. Yeah, but. like, the thing is, is, like, they have a pretty good mixture of young and, and experience. Like, you got Corbin Carroll, and then you have guys like Cattell Marte and Tommy Pham, Christian Walker, guys who have been there, and then Gabriel Moreno, Lourdes Gurriel, who's kind of been there. He's kind of in the middle. Um, and then Alec Thomas, who's young, and then Evan Longoria. Like... They kind of balance each other out, but I think just comes down to like the pitching. You know, if Gallon isn't going to be great, like if your starting pitching isn't going to be good, it doesn't matter how good your bullpen is because their bullpen's great. Like, yeah. Outside of the guys that even pitched la- like last night, 
Paul Sewald's been shut down this postseason. Like guys like that have been pitching very well. You just gotta let like it's weird because everybody else seems like the bullpen is what we're looking at. For the Diamondbacks, the starting pitching is one hundred percent the biggest issue. Yeah. It's very similar to what we thought it was gonna be with the Rangers. Yeah. Rangers is just pitching in general. Yeah. I did not think Jordan Montgomery was gonna be, you know, their lights out yeah. game one Definitely pitcher. Not. But I don't know. We'll see. Because game two, we got Muriel Kelly versus Aaron Nola. Oof. Okay. It's going to be interesting. Kelly had a great outing against the Dodgers. Yeah. But Oof. this, I'm sorry, this is not the Dodgers. No. Definitely not. Yeah. You want to fly out to Philly and catch the game tonight? No, I'm good. I don't think they would be very welcoming. I will say, I would like to experience. You know, they've Red oversold October. that stadium. Every game of the postseason, that that's ca- probably why the capacity is forty-two thousand something. They've been selling forty-five thousand. Every standing game. room only. Yeah, that's probably why there was two guys on the roof watching the Braves game four. Exactly. <laughs> but now I want to experience Red October. I kind of like. Yeah, like I think it'd be so. You much can fun. just tell. Like I'm on ESPN right now, and for um, tonight's game. There's tickets at 224. Wednesday for Houston versus Texas, tickets at 116. The series goes to Arizona on Thursday. Tickets as low as $31. Yeah, let's go to Arlington, bro. <laughs> Shit. No, yeah, that was in just... Arizona. Oh, you said Arizona. I thought yeah. you said so Texas. Phillies Diamondbacks cost you $31 to get in the door. 5 p.m. on Thursday. I guess they're just trying to fill the stadium. Yeah. But, Which is crazy. Man. They should be filling that stadium. Yeah, dude. That, that just tells team. you that Philly stadium, the bank, is just a yeah. different breed. It is, man. It is. It sucks that we have to deal with them every year. Yeah, even outside of our division, when we get to the playoffs, we have to deal with them every yeah. fucking year. It's worse than anything in the playoffs. Yes. Um. All right, well. Yeah, pitching matchup on uh, tonight as we're recording. Uh, Merrill Kelly versus Aaron Nola. Any prediction that you want to just say right now that the people listening in the morning will think you're, uh, they'll judge you on? Yeah, Phillies are going to win this one 10 to 1. Oh, damn. Um, Aaron Nola is going to throw uh, six, six innings, one run ball. I think Aaron Nola's going to throw six and two-thirds. He's going to give up a solo shot, and then they'll pull him out of the game. Um, but the Phillies win uh, 5-1. 5-1. Yep. I'm I'm going 10-1. I mean, I just... Alec Bohm, RBI double in this game. <laughs> Bryson Stott, Grand Slam. <laughs> Again. <laughs> With my head up and out. Like what? What is Alec Bohm hitting in this fucking postseason? Like zero. <laughs> I, I think. I think he's like. He fucking uh, sucks, he's like. Dude. I think he's like two oh eight. Let's see. Um, uh, batting average. Alec Bohm batting uh, clean one sixty seven. Brutal. And he has played in every game. all the games. Every game. <laughs> yeah. Bryson Stott's batting 208. That's what it was. But at least he's getting on base. Well, actually, he's getting on base less than Alec Bohm. Never mind. It's all right. It's 
Whatever. All yeah, right, man. Yeah. Let's talk college yeah, football. About Enough damn of the time. Phillies. Enough the fucking About Phillies. Damn fuck them. Fuck the fucking Phillies, man. How do you spell fuck, Grayson? P-H-U-C-K. Fuck them. But <laughs> let's talk about college football. Yes, sir. It's about damn time that about we talk damn time. about Washington, Oregon. Number seven, Washington takes down number eight, Oregon, 36-33. Oregon could have fucking won. <laughs> they had a 96.6 win probability with two minutes and 19 seconds left. What a game. What a yeah. game. Yeah. Wow. Michael Penix. Uh, what did Desmond Howard say on college game day? He's bringing that bag, big Penix energy <laughs> multiple times in a row. It just uh, ridiculous. <laughs> he had like cheerleaders yeah. chanting it with him. It's awful. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like on paper, Oregon was the better team. Yeah, it was just Dan Lanning's decision making. Yeah. But no, like you had Bo Nix, 33 for 44, 337 passing yards, two touchdowns. Yeah. You had Bucky Irving, 22 carries, 127 yards with one touchdown. And then Troy Franklin, eight catches. For 154 yards and a touchdown. Yep. Like, that's phenomenal. Yeah. I will say, Washington, still missing Jalen McMillan in this game, still were amazing. Jalen Polk had a good game, six receptions, 118, one touchdown. Roma Dunze doing his normal thing, eight receptions, 128, two touchdowns, just keeping his plus, you know, over 120 yards per game average up. Uh, Dylan Johnson had a great game, 20 carries, 100 yards, one touchdown, and Michael Penix brought the big Penix energy. <laughs> 302, four touchdowns, one pick. Yeah, the four touchdowns is crazy. Yeah. Uh, honestly, there is – you can relate to this. There's no better feeling than watching a good lefty quarterback. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. It's just beautiful work. Yeah, it is. It's It's just something about the way they move. Yeah, man. Insane. But yeah, like this game all comes down to Dan Lanning going forward on fourth down multiple times and not getting it. Yeah. Agreed. But overall, this is a type of game you would expect from seven versus eight. Oh yeah. Like this is a this is a instant classic. Like these two teams are gonna be rivals in the Big Ten next year. Um one hundred percent like it, it is already kind of a rivalry. The Cascade Clash, I believe they call it. Um Look, it's just two great teams, and Kalen DeBoer just simply outcoached Dan Lanning in this game. Is how I see it. Yeah, and this is this is going to look great for Michael Penix's Heisman chase. Yes, in which he is now the far and away leader in odds. Yeah, I, w- I wasn't going to say that because we're going to talk about it later. Yes, we about are. that that poorly played game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, here, I'll give you a hint. Dylan Gabriel's second. <laughs> and he had a bye week. Yeah, I'll give you a hint. Caleb Williams probably still isn't third. Uh, uh, no, it's J.J. McCarthy. Some fucking, uh, I don't know how. What? And then, and then Jordan Travis. Crazy. That's, that's, the Michigan dick writing is crazy. <laughs> I didn't say nothing, man. All right, next upset. I have, that wasn't an upset. Next big game, but it was also an upset. Number 21, Notre Dame. The Fighting Irish 
just bent over USC and fucked them. Yeah, what the fuck? 48 to 20. And I'm starting to hear some whisperings. Is Lincoln Riley a fraud? <laughs> <laughs> he's like 72 and 12. I'm not is, saying he's a fraud. But is, is Caleb Williams a fraud? Maybe. Three picks in the first half. All I know is that he can kiss his Heisman chance goodbye after this Yeah. Game. You see that fucking fan that ran on the field and like yes. yelled in his face? Yeah, it was Crazy. just that's just a horrible fucking game, man. Yeah. Like, once again, Notre Dame's offense. Sorry, I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> I did a yawn. Notre Dame's yeah. offense, like, wasn't that great, but it just worked. Yeah, it's because the three. We're seeing a trend here, Grayson. Yeah. If your quarterback throws three picks, the opposing offense does not have to do a lot it's of true. work. See it on Saturdays and Sundays. Yeah, it's. <clears throat> Desmond Ritter. You fucking suck. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't want. I don't want Caleb Williams. Me neither. Keep him out of Atlanta. Let's get Jordan Travis up there in ATL. Fuck yeah. Fuck Stay. yeah. Give me Jaden Daniels. Fuck Jaden Daniels. He's gonna die before he ends the season. <laughs> Dude's getting pile driven week by week. Um. Yeah. USC just turned the ball over a lot. Three picks, two fumbles. I'm like Jesus. Yeah, it was just brutal. Yeah. Absolutely brutal. Why do you do that? You do that like once an episode. <laughs> you switch to this <laughs> accent. Of I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it is. I don't accent. know. I just like, I'm just, I think in my head how the fuck USC loses by 28 to Notre <laughs> Dame who just got whooped up by Louisville. Yeah. So does that mean Louisville's better than USC? Well, that means Pitt is better than USC because Pitt beat Louisville. And wait, didn't Miami beat Pitt? Maybe. So what? Wouldn't yeah. that mean Georgia Tech's better than USC? Which means Bowling Green is better than USC. All right, we're not going down this fucking path. I'm just saying. Oh. All right. Yeah. Look, this game is just. Caleb Williams sucks. Sam Hartman is decent enough to win a football game. Yeah, Audrey Gastamay is a beast. Yeah, he, he looked good. Yeah. Also, surprise, it's hard to play in South Bend on a Saturday night. It is. Primetime <laughs> prime in South Bend's tough. Yeah, man. It is not fucking easy being around all those Catholics <laughs> late at night. They're just they're praying for you while you're trying yeah. to rush a touchdown. All right. Uh, loser alert. Number 12, UNC, 41. Number 25, Miami, 31. They still suck. Nothing changed yeah. after last week. They still suck. Van Dyke looked good, though. This he did. I'll give him that. The two picks is tough, but 391 and four touchdowns is crazy. Drake May finally having a very good performance. Yeah. 273 yards, four touchdowns. A Marion Hampton, still un- ungodly. 24 yeah. carries, 197 yards, and a touchdown. That's Tez Walker made his season debut, and uh, oh my God. Six receptions, <laughs> 103, 132 yards, and three touchdowns. That's It's unfair. It really is. That's crazy. But Dude. Miami had some good... Some good performances as well. Henry Parrish, 13 carries, 73 yards. Jacoby George, love that name. Um, Six receptions, 125 yards and a tud. Xavier Restrepo, 11 receptions, 
96 yards, two touchdowns. Brashard Smith, three receptions, 90 yards, one touchdown. These guys played good, man. Just not as good as the Tar Heels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think when it came down to it, it was just, you know, the uh, clinical uh, ability. Coming out in that second half and just fucking running it through their ass. Yeah, that third quarter was tough yeah. for the for the Hurricanes. Oh, yeah. Fine by me. I fucking hate them. Um, but I'd also like to see North Carolina lose some games. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> now, that, now that Louisville's not, you know, undefeated anymore, it's looking like North Carolina, Florida State, and they're not going to play each other until the championship game. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, UNC, if anybody's going to keep Florida State from making – Top four, it's going to be UNC. Yeah, man. Uh, that's why it scares me. Uh, yeah, just kind of in general, like, good game for UNC. Honestly, not a bad game for Miami. They just got outplayed. Both defenses just looked awful. Yeah, definitely. Um, like, Miami did get five sacks, which is pretty good. Cameron Kitchens is great still. I think I – did I – yeah, I think I picked him as one of my top defensive players in the ACC. Yeah. Cameron Kitchens. I think I remember that. Yeah, he played great. Um, not really much else to talk about here. It was just a fun game rather, to watch. The The late I, slate on Saturday was fantastic. Yeah. I'd rather move on and talk about them beavers. Oh, yeah. Colin loves a good beaver. Number 15, Oregon State, 36. Number 18, UCLA, 24. Oh, man. What beaver do you want to talk about first? DJ. Wongalay. I was about to say, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that last name. Ex-baseball player, man, looking great. (laughs) I think you've brought that up the last, like, three weeks. (laughs) Every time we talk about him, I, I bring it up. I know. Um yeah, Damian Martinez, great game on the ground. 15 carries, 90 yards. And Very um, Silas Bolden and Anthony Gould both having great games. Uh, five receptions, 87 yards, one touchdown for Silas. Seven receptions, 87 yards for Anthony Gould. And Jack Veeling, three receptions, 83 yards, two touchdowns. Just Beautiful everybody work. getting their work in, man. Like, DJ didn't really have to throw the ball all that much. They really didn't have to run that many plays in general. Uh, oh, I wonder, wonder what the correlation is here, Grayson. Huh. Three interceptions by true <laughs> freshman Dante Moore. Who would have guessed? Huh. <clears throat> Interesting. Yeah, so, yeah, like I said, we're starting to see a common trend here. Yeah, you put your team in bad field position. Well, also, one of those picks was uh, pick six. Dante mm. Moore's had three straight games with a pick six. <laughs> so, um... If you live so in a whoever, gambling state, uh, who does UCLA play next week? Let's see. They play Stanford, um, who just beat Coach Prime in uh, Colorado on Friday, which I didn't put on here. I don't know why. Um, but Yeah, because no one cares about Coach Prime in the Colorado. Yeah, bro, they're kind of falling off, honestly. <laughs> like, the, the the TV ratings are way down. Um, Overrated. But, uh, yeah, take uh, – Take Stanford defense uh, anytime touchdown score. I'm sure it'll be like plus 3,500 next week. Um, 
Carson Steele was great, running back. So was Colin Schlee. Uh, but Carson Steele, 22 carries, 110 yards, and a touchdown. Colin Schlee, 6 carries, 80 yards. Um, TJ Harden had a rushing touchdown as well. But UCLA just wasn't enough. I don't know why I keep yawning. I, I can't yeah. stop. Man, what the fuck? I apologize, man. It's my bad. Yeah, don't apologize to me. Apologize to our viewers. No, I'm going to apologize to Oregon State's leading tackler, Easton Mascarenas Arnold. Sick name. Very sick name. Yep. I'm loving the names today. Yeah, there's a lot of good names out there. Oh, yeah, man. Like Sione. Mamas, keep doing what you're doing. Sione Lolohea. Sione Lolohea. I like it. I I watched this game, but I didn't have the sound on. (laughs) So I don't know any of these fucking names. Um. Oh, yeah, man. Oregon State's good, man. Jonathan Smith, their head coach, really turned it around in his time there. Um, he made it to 500 all time, and it's pretty impressive because they started nine and 22 Damn. with Jonathan Smith, and he's now 32 and 32. Pretty impressive. That, so, that's solid. Yeah. Shout out, head coach Jonathan Smith, getting it done for him. Um. Yeah. Let's move on to the next one, Arizona. With a little bit of a little bit upset. of an upset. Upset. <laughs> Hit the upset button. Um Pumpkin. Okay. <laughs> you fucking ruined it, man. <laughs> Unranked Arizona. 44. Number 19 Wazoo. Six. Yeah, what? what Dude, the Cameron f- Ward just fuck. looked like shit. Cam Ward has done nothing the last two weeks. It's crazy because like after like week four, I was like, shit, this guy might win Heisman. You were all you were high on Wazoo. Yeah. Arizona nah. though, all of a sudden, coming out here fucking beating up on some teams that maybe they shouldn't be. Like they played USC and Washington close two weeks in a row, and then they come out and just eat up on Wazoo. Noah Fafita. Is that how you say his last name? Uh, I Fafita? believe so. I think it's something close to that. I don't know. 34 for 43 for 342. Yeah, didn't throw a touchdown, which is crazy. Didn't need to. <laughs> yeah, because Jonah Coleman was punching him in, dude. He had three. And then Rashawn Luke and then DJ Williams each had one. So they yeah. had five rushing touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, five rushing touchdowns, no passing touchdowns. <laughs> that is insane. Crazy. But the impressive thing is that Arizona's quarterback only got sacked one time. Yeah. One sack in college is crazy. Yeah, Usually is. you're seeing like six to seven. Depends on the uh, offensive line, but yeah, for the most part. And Tyler Loop, three for three kicking, five for five on the extra points. Just yeah, there's domination. A, you know, there's not there's not really a topic to talk about besides just a blowout. Yeah, for if Arizona. you want to know why Arizona won, uh, go look at the scoring breakdown. <laughs> that's that's it. You score a touchdown and a field goal in three straight quarters, and then you cap it off with two touchdowns in one quarter. You're probably going to win the football game. Yeah. Especially probably. if you only give up six points. <laughs> Breaking news. If you score more than your opponent, you win. Um, Let's unless talk about Pitt. Man. Unless you're in soccer and then you draw. Well, not if you score more points than the other team. You just... Simply win. Ugh. All right, we're good. 
The fuck was that? Did you just pull that out of your dick? No, I jammed two pins together. Oh, because it looked like it looked <laughs> like you pulled that out of your your penis. <laughs> just hey, I'm just pointing it out. There's children on here. <laughs> Builds character. Yeah. All right, next game though. Pit thirty eight, number fourteen, formerly undefeated. Louisville Cardinals, 21. Pitt getting the upset here. They look great on the ground, I guess. I don't know why the fuck they won. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I don't know. It's I didn't probably watch this Cibo, game. <laughs> Cibo Flemister. I didn't watch this game because I didn't feel like I needed to watch this game. I didn't either, but I did have a feeling that Louisville would lose. To Pitt? Yeah. I Just like Louisville being undefeated... Pitt looks like shit, like, seems right. I guess. I don't know. It's just weird because Jack Plummer still had a great game besides the yeah. two picks. Yeah. Problem was, but, I'm pretty sure they threw a pick six. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. M- T- uh, MJ Devonshire, one interception, 86 yards for a touchdown. Damn, so it was a red zone pick, too. Yeah. I just I'm enamored by the names on Pitt. <laughs> I keep getting distracted by names, but C apostrophe Bo Flemister is awesome. I like Bub Means. Yeah, the dude, that was team. the next one I was going. <laughs> Gavin Bartholomew. Cannot a Mumpfield. Yeah, dude. It's like these are great. Philip O'Brien Jr. Yeah, that's great. Solomon DeShields. Oh my god. Shout out Pitt with the fucking names, bro. Bam Brima. Hell yes. Cruz oh. Brookins? <laughs> yeah. Yes, dude. <laughs> These are some fucking names. Caleb Junko, the punter. One day we're just going to have an episode where we just break down all the rosters yeah. in a certain division and we just talk names. Louisville, their kicker and punter. Rock Travelstead. Oh, wow. Dual threat. I bet he missed a field goal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they got any other good names? I don't even know how to say that. Storm Duck. Uh, no way. Oh, my God. Six total tackles for Storm Duck. <laughs> Holy shit. What a fucking matchup this uh. was, dude. Jamari Thrash, the leading receiver, nine receptions, 120 yards. Dude, I just I would have loved to hear Storm Duck. Oh my god. Takes takes yeah. down Bub Means. Yeah. Oh, what, what a, a matchup. Great. I don't even care about the rest of that game. Just yeah. the names were yeah. fucking who we got, awesome. Who we got uh, next? Next game is awesome. Missouri 38, number 24, Kentucky 21. Both these teams I called it. coming off some losses. Wow. I, I said Missouri was legit this year. Yeah, man, they're good. It's making Brock look very wrong from what he said over the summer where he said Missouri is going to be the punching bag of the SEC. Ah, man, that's, yeah. that's all Vandy. Quite, that's quite all the Vandy. opposite. They look amazing. Um, Brady Cook looked pretty good. Didn't really have to do all that much, honestly. Like, this yeah, offense just kind of ran itself. Yeah, what is it? Luke, is that the the punter throwing a touchdown? Yeah, Luke Bauer actually uh, he had more passing yards than Iowa yes on Saturday. 
Oh, no. <laughs> His 39 passing yards and one touchdown was better than Iowa, who was 6 for 14 for 37 passing yards. Yo, Grayson, look at the wide receiver for Missouri. Theo Weiss Jr.? No, what fourth one. About? Mookie Cooper? <laughs> That's a good one, too. So is Brett Norfleet. Drayden Norwood? Luther Burden Third, dude. Oh, my God. These fucking these- names are amazing. Jordan Dingle. <laughs> We're just tra- we're, we're just turning this into a name podcast. It's that's fine, dude. It's just guys naming dudes. Yeah, this is. What a, what Are a you trying great... to say that Kentucky running back's name? <laughs> I was. I was. I'm not even. One. I'm not even gonna try it. <laughs> nah. All right. Enough. Yeah, enough naming dudes. Look, Missouri yeah. looked so fucking good. In this game. Missouri's legit. Yeah, man. Like, the 17 points in the second quarter after giving up two touchdowns in the first, you take the lead going into halftime. That's a big confidence booster. But the 18 points in the fourth quarter was amazing. Yeah, it's like how... It just shows you that they they were this close to beating LSU. Yeah. Yeah, they could be undefeated right now. Yeah. They definitely could. And... But they're going into a hard part of their schedule. They got South Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee, Florida, and Arkansas. Yeah. So, I think Georgia and Tennessee are going to be the, the biggest tells of what this team really is. They've already I made a bowl they, game. They've won six games. They're in a bowl game. So I, I think they can beat South Carolina. I think so. Yeah. They're good, I think man. they can beat they can beat Arkansas. Yeah. They can beat Florida, definitely. Who's their head coach? Is it uh, Eli Drinkwitz? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, it's still Drinkwitz. Okay, yeah, he's doing a great job. Yeah, fantastic. And, and for Kentucky, um, like they're not bad. They just Devin uh, Leary just doesn't I tip. Think, like he he's in every other game, he has not had to throw the ball, and they've been successful. You know, outside of Georgia, obviously last week, but this game they made him throw the ball a lot more, and it obviously hurt them. So. You know, Missouri kind of figured something out on how to hurt this Kentucky offense. Just make him throw the ball. Like, Ray Davis still had his way in the running game. 20 carries, 128 yards. But when you can stop, you know, when you can force Devin Leary to make mistakes, you're going to look pretty good. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting because if Georgia wins out, or if Missouri wins out, how high are they going to jump up in them rankings? They're not beating Get Georgia, it. I don't think. Hey, Brock actually, Brock, Brock Bowers is out. Brock Bowers is out. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, Georgia beat Vandy 37-20. Brock Bowers is the story this week. Brock Bowers gets hurt yeah. uh, on an end around, right? I think, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, gets his ankle caught up, and uh, he's going to be out four to six weeks while he recovers from the surgery he had. Um, I'm interested. This is going to be Mike Bobo's test as the play caller. Because yeah, like everybody was already to... mad at him. Then he started figuring it out. Brock Bowers is out, and I don't know what he's going to do. Because, like, Dijon Edwards had a great game. 20 carries, 146 yards, and a touchdown. Cash Jones had a good game. Kendall Milton had a decent game. Carson Beck didn't have that bad of a game outside of the pick, but this is not <laughs> the caliber of the team. Ball. Yeah, and, and this team is, you know, this Vandy team's not very good this year. Um I thought they'd be much better. They're not good. So, like, th- there's going to be a lot more teams on your schedule that are a much higher caliber 
and you should be beating teams like this by way more. I get the Brock Bowers went out. You got to kind of write a whole new playbook in that case. But I, I think they should have still played much better. Yeah, I mean, you got you got Florida, Missouri, Ole Miss, Tennessee, Georgia Tech to round out your schedule. Yeah. That was that Florida through Tennessee stretch without Brock Bowers is going to be tough. Yeah. Uh, luckily, like Oscar Delp isn't that isn't bad. They're back up tight end. Um, Bobo's just going to have to utilize high school, I think. Really? Yeah, I think so. Bobo's just going to have to utilize Lad McConkey more and truly use him as a wide receiver. One agreed. Like I want to see a lot more targets to Rara Thomas as well. Yeah, I I think he deserves it. It's going to be interesting, you know. And you know, love love it needs to stay hot. Yep. And then also get Marcus Rosemary, Jack Saint. Yeah. Like he had one catch that game. Yeah, that shouldn't happen. He should get way more targets. Yeah. Especially if Brock's out for like half the game. Yeah. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. But this Georgia Vandy game was way too close. Definitely. Definitely. Like that Georgia defense, that Georgia defense should not give up 20 to Vanderbilt. No, not at all. Um, But number, uh, number two, Michigan just shit stomping Indiana. I think they went down 7 0 to start the game. And then scored fifty two points unanswered. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, because Michigan didn't score the whole first quarter. Yeah, and then scored twenty one in the second, seventeen in the third, and fourteen in the fourth. Yeah, but somehow JJ McCarthy went fourteen for seventeen for two hundred twenty two yards, and he's a bigger favorite for Heisman than Jordan Travis. Riddle me that. Oh, Riddle me that, Batman. <laughs> I get them uh, through three touchdowns, but like this wasn't. That's the the problem with Michigan is that none of their wins are impressive. They don't yeah, play they're just, anybody. They're just beating the easy teams. Like, look, listen, hear me out, Gray. Ready? East Carolina, ass. UNLV, ass. Bowling Green, ass. They beat Georgia Tech, but ass. Hey, but Bowling Green's better than USC, right? That's true. Rutgers. Ass. Nebraska. Ass. Way worse. Minnesota. Ass comparatively to Michigan. Indiana. Hot ass. (laughs) Next week they have Michigan State. (laughs) Might be worse. (laughs) Michigan State's last in the East. Yeah. And then they have Purdue, who's going to be last in the West. Yeah. And then finally, they their yeah. last three games are Penn State, Maryland, Ohio State. Yeah. So those are going to be the real tests. True. But now, Michigan State or Michigan is just. I can see why now they're not jumping Georgia's because they're just not playing anybody. Yeah. They yeah. have like literally the easiest schedule of all time. They always fucking do. Michigan always plays an easy ass schedule. It's, you never see them play like a good team to start the season. You know, they don't do any home and aways with good teams ever. It's crazy. If anyone, if anyone named Andrew is listening to this podcast. Or Dylan. Or Dylan. Or anybody okay. else from Michigan that's a Michigan fan. I'm not going to name him because I get in a lot of trouble. He's tall. He's bald. 
I'm lost. <laughs> you ever seen the mo- you ever seen the TV show Suits? Yeah. What's that guy's name? Which one? Uh the one who works for the company. Harvey? Yes. Spectre. Yeah, but Gosh, you get who I, you yeah, get who I'm trying to say now. Yeah, you're talking about Jim Harbaugh. Um yeah, that threw me off. <laughs> I don't even know what we were talking about. Uh, yeah, yeah, Michigan stopped them. Indiana fucking sucks. Uh, next is Ohio State. Shit stomping a team that we mentioned as being the worst in the West. Purdue. Uh, 41-7. Wow, what a surprise. Ohio State won the game. Kyle yeah. McCord played okay. 276, three touchdowns. Um, Marvin Harrison played great. Six receptions, 105 yards, and one touchdown. Yeah, I think they were missing. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. Henderson for uh, Ohio State. Trey, Running back. Yeah, Travion Henderson. Is that right? Trayvon Trayvon Henderson. Yeah, something like that. He was out of this game. Um, oh, good name alert. Devin Mockaby, 110 hey. yards rushing for Purdue. I like that. It's yeah. a great name. Good name. Good name. Uh, any other good names? Uh, Mershon Rice. Good name. Oh, what's the Yanni Karloftis? Oh, Karlo, yeah, dude, that's George Karloftis' brother. Oh, actually, yeah, I would assume because George Karloftis, I'm pretty sure went to Purdue. OC brothers. Oh, that's Ethan. Good. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> oh, dude, they have great names. Jeffrey Imba. Yeah, they do have some good names on Purdue, like Mo Omanode. Like Corday Sidnor. Yeah. It's a good one. Caleb Crockover. These are good names. Great names. Yeah. Ohio State has good names as well, but they're better at football, so we don't have to talk about their names. All right. Let's move on. Uh, final game of the uh, top fours matchups. Florida State, the Knowles. Just squeeze the orange. Squeeze him to death. Uh, Syracuse, three. Uh, Florida State, 41. Jordan Travis making easy work of this defense. 23 for 37, 284, one touchdown. Um, just utter domination. G- absolutely absurd. Um, Lawrence Toafili had a great game on the ground. Seven carries, 93 yards, and a touchdown. Keon Coleman with that grab on the opening drive. Just Unbelievable. Colin, I know you were frozen there for a minute, but we're talking about the Florida State game in case you couldn't hear me. Um, My shit just like disconnected and like froze everything. No worries. Um, Yeah, Keon Coleman's catch on that first drive was like nothing I have seen before. (laughs) Insane. Absolutely insane. Ridiculous. That is some shit that you can't let happen. Uh, but no, he, he took over that game. Nine yeah. receptions for 140 yards and a touchdown. And he had like a 72-yard punt return. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, Jaheim Bell had a great game. Four receptions, 87 yards. Hakeem Williams had one reception, 44 yards for a touchdown. No Johnny Wilson in this game, but they still look fantastic. And Syracuse just sucked. Garrett Schrader was ass. Carlos Del Rio Wilson was ass. LaQuint Allen was ass. Actually, he wasn't. I can't even say that. 
I just I say he had a great no, game. He had a great game. Everybody else just sucked, and it kind of fucked him over. When your leading yeah. receiver has two receptions for thirty-seven yards, there's an issue. Let's look on the bright side. Do they have any good names? Marlo Wax and Anwar Sparrow. Solid. That's fire. Not many other good ones though. Nah. No, yeah, that's pretty pretty ass. But yeah. no, FSU's just staying clean. Yeah, man, they look undefeated, great. dominant. That, those are the kind of performances you'd like to see out of top teams. Yeah. And not that it's any better than Ohio State or Michigan's performances, but I don't know. Syracuse I, I, think, I, th- I think Syracuse, you know, could beat Purdue and Indiana on any given day. Probably. They did start off the season 4-0, in case people forget. Yeah. Um. All right, any other games? I get... Uh, Penn State beat UMass 63-0. to zero. We don't have yeah, to but, talk about anything else that happened in that game. That happened, though. <laughs> what, about, what about the upset of Oklahoma State-Kansas? Kansas, Kansas yeah. goes down. Yeah, Kansas 39-32. Kansas, uh, quarterback, Kansas' quarterback threw for 410 yards and five touchdowns. Yeah, holy shit. But then also that game between Tennessee and A&M. Yeah, Tennessee, close win. Great don't game. don't think you'll get away with it just because I didn't put you on the prep sheet, Colin. Alabama sneaks by Arkansas, twenty four twenty one. Alabama had a great first half. That's great it. first half. That's and then all they we had. just didn't show up. Jalen Milrow continues to get sacked at an alarming rate. Yeah, dude, our O line is like for us to have such a tall and heavy O line. They can't move. They yeah. suck. They're too pliable. Yeah, I, we're starting to see a little bit more consistency from Jason Mc, uh, McClellan, though. Yeah, that is nice. 16 carries, 83 yards. And then Roy Dell Williams, 7 carries, 68 yards. Yeah. And then, you know, check out this name, Jam Miller. Dude, Kobe Prentice is a fantastic name, and he had a good-ass game. Am- Amari Nyblack. Yeah, that's a good name, too. Yeah, I was, like, but, like, look at our passing. Quandarius like, Robinson. Look, Kobe Prentice. Two receptions, 93 yards. Jermaine yeah. Burton, two receptions, 60 yards. Amari Nyblack, two receptions, 43 yards. Jalen Milrow only completed 10 passes this game. Yeah. Okay, well, I have, to, I, I have to ask this question then. Does Alabama have too good of names to be good at football? Uh, No. I don't know. They have some good-ass names on this defense. Quandarius Robinson. Tresman Marshall. Yeah, man. They're Jamarian Latham. Jaheim Otis. Obviously, Kool-Aid McKintry leads the pack. Justin not Jefferson. Mo- <laughs> <laughs> That's where he's at. He's not hurt. He's just playing for Bama. Yeah, our punter, James Burnett. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I've come to the conclusion. You guys have too good of names to be good at football. No, we just need a lefty quarterback, and then we're, we're fine. Facts. That would help. You guys need Mike Vick. <laughs> Yikes. Yo, look, AJ Green's on Arkansas. Damn. Uh, receiving. He caught one pass for negative five yards. Sick. Good work, AJ. All right. Um, let's talk about the new AP poll. Why don't we? Yeah. Not too much shifts at the top, but some um, 
some big movers nonetheless. We start off, the whole top four is the same. Who cares? Uh, Georgia, number one. Michigan, number two. Ohio State, three. Florida State, four. Nobody moves. Hands up. Nobody moves. Uh, Number five, Washington makes the jump up. They move up two spots. They jump Oklahoma. they They jump Oklahoma, who was on a bye. But that means they also jump Penn State who won 63-0. I think Penn State should be higher than Oklahoma. I know Oklahoma has the big win against Texas, but why should Penn State drop when they beat a team like that? While Oklahoma was on the couch. Yeah. I don't know, but I do like Washington at five after that win. Oh, yeah, 100%. I'm, I'm totally down for that. Um. Yeah, Oklahoma at six, Penn State at seven, Texas moves up one to eight, uh, Oregon drops down only one spot to nine, which is fine. I don't hate that. I think North Carolina probably has a case to be higher than Oregon now, but then again, high ranked loss while North Carolina hasn't gotten a ton of ranked wins is fine. Um, but North Carolina comes in at ten. They move up two spots because they're undefeated still. Alabama stays at eleven. It's six and one. Oregon State moves up three spots to twelve. Ole Miss stays the same at thirteen. Uh, I think they're on a bye. Uh, Utah moves up two um, to fourteen. Notre Dame moves up six with their win over USC, despite having two losses to number fifteen. While Duke only moved up one spot to sixteen. I think that's kind of weird. Yeah, that's that's. Definitely weird. In Tennessee, five and one, number seventeen, USC. That makes sense. They've lo- they've won a lot of close games and then they lose a blowout. You're gonna drop quite a bit. They drop eight spots to eighteen. LSU still has two losses and they're still in the top twenty-five. I'm just saying, um, they move up three spots. Why? Couldn't tell you. Um, Missouri. Sits still at 20. Or no, they make it back into the top 25 at 20. Uh, Louisville drops seven spots with that first loss of the season. And Air Force makes it in. A team I talked about last week possibly making it in. Tulane makes it in. Another team I talked about making it in. Uh, Iowa makes it in despite having literally number 133 of 133 in points four in college football. I am not kidding. That in the entire FBS, they are last in offense. Yeah. They're the worst. Um, UCLA drops to number 25, drops seven spots with their second loss. That's the top 25. I can tell you're looking something up for Iowa, I would assume. Yeah, I'm just looking at their schedule. They suck, dude. But they're probably going to go like 11 and 1. What? The schedule is all. They're going to play in the fucking Big Ten Championship game. They beat Wisconsin 15-6. to six. Yeah, I know. And Wisconsin's horrible. Yeah. Like I told you, man. Sicko football. Yeah, that's... Imagine watching a full fucking Iowa game. Couldn't be me. Even if Bama played them in a bowl game. Dude, the fucking no, the offensive it. coordinator is the head coach's son, and he told him if you don't average 25 points per game, you're going to get fired. <laughs> That's funny. 
I think that's a good way to do it though. Um, yeah, yeah I, I don't really have a lot of comments on this. Like, yeah, Penn state probably shouldn't be number seven considering they've been one of the most dominant teams, but they also haven't played any good teams yet. Um, I think it's a Penn, pretty solid list. honestly, Penn state's entire season is just waiting for Ohio state and Michigan. Yeah. And we'll talk about that here. <clears throat> just, just a minute. 100% we will. Um, but yeah, just you know, nothing else that I'm I'm really seeing here that's that's too insane, too crazy here on the uh top twenty five. So um yeah, let's uh let's get into the next week's bet bet oh my god. Let's get this into week's... next week's best matchups. Colin, go. get it started. Penn State, Ohio State. Yeah. Easy. For sure. And in, in Columbus, a noon game. We saw it. Didn't work out for Maryland. Yeah, noon see, at the horseshoe. Let's, let's see what uh, see what Penn State's got. Quick number three yeah. versus number seven. This like how is this not a primetime game? I, I don't know. I feel like that. Honestly, it might help Penn State though. Oh, you guys got the primetime game right? Yes, seven thirty. We well, that's on ABC. Uh, Penn State, Ohio State's on Fox. But yeah, I'm gonna. That's my first game. Florida State, Duke. Uh, in Tallahassee, Duke number sixteen, Florida State number four, undefeated, a fourteen point favorite. And I don't want to say I don't want to say this stat, but I'm gonna. I I genuinely don't want to bring this up. Seminoles are twenty one and zero all time against the Blue Devils. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like it at all. Uh oh, because <laughs> this it's is Riley Leonard, one of the best Duke teams we've ever seen. Yeah. Riley Leonard might got something cooking. Yeah, if he's healthy. Yeah, if, if he doesn't play, y'all are chilling. I, I don't know. Their defense is very good. Yeah, but all right, moving on. You got Utah, USC. Yeah, 14 versus good. 18. Air Force, Navy. Even though Air Force is going to beat their ass. Um, yeah. Obviously, Tennessee, Alabama is good. Uh, let's see. South Carolina, Missouri. Yep, that's a good one, even though South Carolina kind of sucks. Yeah, but it'd be a good test for Texas, Missouri. Texas, Houston. Not bad. Ole Miss, Auburn. Yep. That's a night night game at Jordan-Hare. Yep. Michigan, Michigan State. Utah, USC is big for both of these yeah. teams. Yeah. Heck, you even got Clemson, Miami. Yeah, that one's big. Um. That's really about it. Yeah, it's not uh, the it's not the best week, but it's highlighted by some great matchups. Yeah, like Duke, FSU, yeah, uh, Utah, USC, and then you have Ohio State, Penn State. Yep. If you're looking for some good football on Thursday, uh, you don't want to watch whatever the fuck the Thursday night game is this week. James Madison versus Marshall. Great matchup. James Madison wiping the floor with the herd. I guarantee it. After watching James Madison play against Georgia Southern, I think James Madison should be like, I don't know, 15 in the country. <laughs> like they're good, man. They're fucking good. James Madison's amazing. Um, let's see, any other unranked games? Uh, not much. <laughs> not, not a lot of good rank, unranked matchups. Um... Ooh, this is a horrible fucking week. This week is bad. Um, yeah, 
It's not great. Uh, TCU, Kansas State. That's a good game. A rematch yeah. of last year's uh, Big 12 championship game. Go ahead and... Uh, yeah, it, there's not a lot of good games. You're right about Clemson-Miami. That one's a good one. Georgia State versus Louisiana. Watch that one. That's about it. Yeah, there's there ain't much. Uh, I can assure you of that. So... Watch the good ones, honestly. Don't watch any of those games that I just said. The past minute, don't trust what I just said. <laughs> They're not <laughs> actually good games. I just, I was like, this team has a good record. This team has a good record. You should watch this game. I don't believe that. I don't endorse anything that past me just said in the last two minutes. But I will say, it's time for us to stake our claim. Todd, take time. Colin, who would you like to go first? You know, start us off, Gray. All right, I will. I hate to say it. Phillies are winning the World Series. I should have went first. Yeah, the Phillies are going to win the World Series. Okay. Do you Mine's know why? Very... I think you know why I'm saying this. Yeah, tell me why you're saying it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the going to win the World Series. <laughs> Oh, yes. We love to hear it. All right. Yep. Just to combine. Go Bryce very, Harper. Mine's very similar. Mine is Nick Castellanos is going to be a World Series MVP. Why? Because why not? All right. Fair enough. It sounds like we're mad at the Phillies. <laughs> if anything. Do I have a uh, target with Bryce Harper, Trey Turner, and Nick Cassiano's face right above it with an axe in it? Yeah. But they're going to win the World Series. And Cassianos is going to be a World Series MVP. The man's just on a home run tear right now. Yeah, he is. R- RBI galore. Yeah. It's just... Hopefully he's not on an ACL tear. <laughs> <laughs> You're wrong for that, man. You are wrong. Absolutely crazy. Man puts on a Seattle hat and thinks he's he's got jokes. Yeah, man. I fucking love this hat. It's pretty sick. Yeah, it's great. It's a great hat. Um, all right, guys. What what the fuck are you doing? Oh, sorry. We're not done. It was, there's nothing on. It's not on. I know it's not on. <laughs> I'm not stupid. <laughs> All right, guys. I <laughs> I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, catch us on Monday next week. Me and Colin on yes, Monday next stay week. Stay tuned. You're gonna, it's going to be an interesting one because we're going to watch all the games and then we're going to get on here and we're just going to spew some bullshit at you like every other week, but it'll be on time. Um. And so, live reactions for Sunday Night Football. Exactly. You're going to get our live reactions to everything that happens in... What the fuck is the Sunday Night Football game? Uh, yeah, I was about to say, I'm trying to look it up too. <laughs> I'm doing that right now. Oh! Dolphins-Eagles! That's going to be a good one. Yeah, You're I'm not exci- going to want to miss our instant what? reactions to that one. What a game. What a game to start us off. Yeah, and... <laughs> What a fucking week for there to be six fucking buys. 
Oh. Uh. So y- y'all stay tuned because it's going to be real interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is going to be interesting. Nonetheless, uh, I'll be back here on Friday, as always, with Luke and uh, Colin. We'll see you next week, but for the first time on a Monday. Don't f- don't worry. Don't worry. On s- on Sunday, I'll post a reminder. The episode will come out on Monday. Don't don't worry about that. And um, you'll get the official announcement on social media of the scheduling update, and everything will be updated for you there. And if you didn't even know that our social media existed, you're kind of out of the loop. And you should probably, you know, if you're on YouTube, you should like, comment, subscribe, uh, turn on notifications. And then you should go to our buy or I don't even know where it is on you. It's on our channel banner on YouTube. You can click the link tree on the channel banner and you can find all of our social media platforms, which is going to take you to Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, everything else that's on there. I don't even know what all's on there and I'm the one that made it, but it's going to take you there. And then you're going to go to that podcast platform or the one that you're already on. You're going to follow us. You're going to rate five stars and you're just going to keep listening to the episodes, guys. You're going to join that subreddit. I I'm, I might lose my mind if that thing doesn't get any people in it. <laughs> because <laughs> at this point, it's a running joke that that thing even exists. <laughs> it is. Like, I, I haven't even... It's not even on the link tree. <laughs> I'm doing a bad job with that. That's my oh, fault. You need me to create a fake account and start commenting on it? No. Okay. Um, all right. I think that's going to do it for us, guys. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Hopefully you guys are super excited for the new Monday episodes and the new schedule. And um, Colin, anything else for the people? Have a great day. Thanks, man. We'll see you all later. <laughs> Peace. Bye.